I'm hitting those notes. I know what you're talking about. I've never heard this part. What's about to like go into high gear? Fucking rip. But like cruel angel boy go on the journey. <laughs> These are the English lyrics to this song I know. <laughs> Young boy become a legend. Welcome back to Evangelion and me. <laughs> The 23andMe uh, <laughs> sponsored <laughs> Evangelion podcast. Put your put your primordial soup in a jar and mail it to us, and we'll tell you which angel is your mom. Please um, don't send us any of your fluids. Please, please don't send any of your fluids. But if you want any of my bathwater for just I'm I'm half the cost of the competition, ten dollars for a whole gallon of my bath water. Anyway, <laughs> we're off to a rousing start here on uh, your favorite show, My Own Worst Anime, starring me with a, a bad mic, so I'm sorry, Cody. <laughs> uh, joining me today is Meg, as oh, always. Hello. <laughs> Dakota. Hi, I'm here. Dakota, I, who I think is the only person who's never missed an episode. Yeah, I feel self-conscious about it because... I feel Eventually like, you will. I feel like the kid in school who's got perfect attendance and everybody's like, oh, you dork. You never skipped class. Oh, yeah. Which is what I was in school. (laughs) (laughs) And Travis, the Evangelion expert. I really wish we would stop calling me that. (laughs) Especially now at the end where it's important. (laughs) (laughs) So these last two episodes, I I don't have any goofs. I've not had a lot of goofs for this show on the back half. Uh, Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It's so much. There's so much to get through. Um, Let's just fucking dive in head first into the lcl here meg it will be recapping 25 which immediately leads into 26 which mm-hmm. i'll be covering uh we're gonna take a break and then we'll come back and just kind of talk about our feelings about the series as a whole which i think will be very interesting for sure um meg go ahead and get us started here yeah you know, just go ahead and explain what's happening uh <laughs> it's pretty easy yeah definitely it's very <laughs> cut and dry very black and white and um uh-huh so with this episode, instead of doing a usual recap like we normally do, going shot for shot, what I'm going to do is we're basically going to talk about each character and the torment that they go through in this episode, because that's basically all that happens, is we get to look at everybody's deepest, darkest insecurities and uh, the shit they're afraid of. So, before we get to that, real quick, we get... um. 
just a little bit of recap, unless in case you forgot what happened in the last episode, which is that Kaoru got squished, and uh, unlike in the last episode, where they just showed something dropping into the sea of LCL, we get a very slow shot of just his head falling into the LCL. So He's like a toothpaste tube. That's good. That's <laughs> nice. Poor Shinji. Like, it couldn't have gotten worse. He literally popped his boyfriend's head off, um, and not in a fun way. So nice. Let's <laughs> uh, so let's talk about oh. sad Shinji. <laughs> Perfect timing. Oh, Travis! Oh, like his wiener. <laughs> his uh, his baloney pony. Oh my! I've never heard that in my life, and I'm going to use it every single day. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay, so <laughs> for um, me to say baloney pony every day? Uh, no, for us to get to baloney pony. You horny? Let's do it, baloney pony. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Okay, so we finally get the um, classic Shinji in the chair grabbing his head. I want that sticker. Meme. Also stickers. Yeah. Uh, So let's talk about what Shinji's going through first. Um, Every single one of these montages is intercut with a black screen and white text asking questions of each of the characters. Did you guys have subtitles for yours? Because I did not. Oh, my God. Oh, that's like half the episode, dude. Yeah, I can. You can kind of like surmise what they're saying just based on their responses. Wow, that's probably kind of confusing then. Yeah, Yeah, super. Weird. I wonder, could you like turn English subtitles on on the DVD? You can turn uh, like the spoken subtitles on, but you do not get subtitles for the Interesting. text. Oh, that's, that's true. So especially, especially in episode twenty six, because there's some like actual explanation that happens in the sub in the uh, the yeah. Kanji. Well, guess what? I've never seen it, so I don't oh know should, what's going you on. You should watch twenty five and twenty six with the subtitles on the version we've been watching. Yeah, no, I might rather just keep it how it is. It explains a lot. And also, I think I've got like a a little mini theory about the who's who's talking in those. Oh, okay. But we'll get I'm to, that, to the, that. Yeah, I'll I'll wait until the evidence mm-hmm. surfaces, which is at the end of twenty six. So, anyway, um, so poor Shinji, he's being tormented. He's just going through flashes of Kaoru, and he keeps getting asked, "Why did you kill him? Why did you kill him?" Like over and over and over again, and that's going to keep happening to all these characters as they're going to be asked these horrific questions that like cut them to their core ad nauseum. So um, Shinji is yeah, about Kaoru and Ray appears and uh, says that Kaoru is just as human as she is. And so does she deserve to die as well? And then Shinji just starts to like really just dissolve into this like, LSD trip, dreamscape, hellscape, nightmare. Um, and he's in like this like fog of like dead trees and he's all alone and there's nothing and nobody with him. And he's starting to realize like he f- kind of feels the same way he did when he got absorbed by Unit 1 all those episodes ago. Um, he get asks like, what what are you afraid of? Why do you pilot the Ava? Oscar appears to tell him he sucks. 
Uh, <laughs> you did. Was she calm like this whole time? What are you, stupid? What are you, stupid? What are you, stupid? <laughs> what else does she say at the very end? I can't remember what it was, but she's like Shinji Akari, you jerk. You mega dork. <laughs> <laughs> um So up until this point, we think that everything is inside of Shinji's head and it's isolated. But then when Asuka starts in on Shinji, Ray appears to like dunk on her. And we <laughs> That's start all to realize this for. Yeah, I mean, she's good at it too. Um, so we realize that this is actually like a shared consciousness dream sequence or like a, a conversation. We've kind of seen before, like on the train, where Rei and Shinji talk to each other. Yeah, because Toji was there. Yeah, and Toji was like, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. So that's what's happening with all these characters. I'm going to have to skip around a little bit. Um, so, Rei, like, <laughs> comes back to give Asuka the what for because Asuka's like, you just wait for everybody to hand you your happiness. You don't do anything for yourself. And Ray's like, well, that's what you do also. Um, so then we get a little bit of Asuka. Um, and <laughs> it starts flat, like the words on the screen start flashing separation anxiety. And then it <laughs> changes to flashing uh, attachment behavior while she's talking about how she sucks and she can't pilot the Ava and her life is useless and worthless. And then we get to Ray, And poor Ray, I feel like she has the most to deal with out of all three of these kids when it comes to, like, existential dread. Because yeah, she she's the third one. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was going to say, which one Which one is the primary Ray we're talking about? Is it the original or the last one? Because uh, the last the one, one... The original Ray didn't make it very far. Yeah, she was just a little kid. Ray yeah. 2 is the most, uh, uh, what's the word, developed, I guess? Yeah. Ray. She, like, she happened through most of the story. Right. But they kind of share consciousness. Because yeah, yeah that's so strange. Because they're just, they're, well... Huh, huh. The LCL's basically magic. Yeah, it's like connecting consciousnesses. Uploaded to a giant liquid computer. How do they keep? How do they keep putting the soul back into a different ray? Is my question. I mean, I wish we knew that. (laughs) In this sequence, she is being told by herself because it's a lot of like a version of them talking back at themselves. Yeah, that she is an empty shell with a false soul. Um, That's nice to think about yourself, I guess. Uh, yeah. So, but then she, like, again, dunks on herself um, by saying that she is her own person because she has grown through her interactions and relationships with others. Um, but then goes on to say that she wishes that she could basically go back to sleep. And she used to pray for the day when Gendo would be like, I'm done with you. I'm going to... Mm-hmm dissolve you you're back into the you know dreamless sleep and she says now that she fears it because of her relationship that she's like been able to create with other people right and then we get a title card or one of those weird i don't even know what to call them they're so frequent they just like cut into 
scenes and conversations so much. It just says, and then the instrumentality of mankind begins. I actually got like a little chill when that popped up. It felt so weird. And uh, it's just like, oh, by the way, off screen, the world ended. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So as as <clears throat> soon as Shinji popped off Kaoru's head, that's when it began? Or like what? What yes. happened after that in the real world? Well, so Shinji killing the last angel brought about the beginning of the instrumentality project. So we're 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 Gendo and Seal or Sele tricking Nerve the entire time into thinking that when they kill all the angels it'd be over because yes. I'm sure they would have basically just tried to like detain an angel if they had known that killing all of them would start the end of the, the only world. way yeah. I can kind of describe it is okay, are you familiar with the Christian concept of the rapture? Yes. Oh, it's yeah. basically that. Like you start okay. that and then all of the people, you know, but it's not just like Christians, it's everyone. everyone. Right. So, yes. And you're so not going to heaven, you're turning into primordial soup. Yeah, and it happens slowly. So it's like it's not everybody all at once, if that makes sense. So terrifying. Basically humanity's choice once the angels started coming was either the planet explodes or everyone turns into goo. Yes, and then everyone, it's its like life started over, because they all turned into the primordial soup from which they started, so it's like, the, the whole evolutionary chain just loops back around and starts from the very beginning. Do all the but their consciousnesses know? are all still there. That's yes. the thing that's terrifying to me, is that your consciousness is in it. Like, right. that would suck so hard. Just kill and me already. You, yeah, and if, I mean, would considering how... Go- Considering how long it took for life to develop, it was like millions of years. So are you supposed to wait until your body comes back around to inhabit it and then just like repeat the cycle? Time is an abstract concept to angels, I guess. I guess I thought you were going to say time is a flat circle. Me too. Time is a flat circle. (laughs) Um, So I think I would have rather just blown up. (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, that's another question I have. Is that like so, Kaji? Ritsuko's mom, Yui, all of them aren't involved in this because they died before it happened? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. They're well, there in Shinji's head or like I guess the the, mm-hmm. the whatever. The, They're yeah, his the first interpretations person. of those people. Yeah. But is their existence like melded to him since they're all in the primordial soup? That's a really weird question. I never thought I'd ask. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean because they, they exist in, in the minds of so many people. So like they but still we, kind of do exist. I don't know. In that, a way, well, that, I think, we do know that the soul is a tangible thing, and Kaji mm-hmm. doesn't ever have. He only speaks in his impression of the memories of others. So none of the people that like died before instrumentality began have like their own actual like conversation. They're just the impressions in the other people's minds that do have the conversations. So I would right. say no. But Yui is an exception because her soul has already been melted into the LCL of Unit One. Hmm. Okay, so she ha- she's been part of this. The whole- she was already instrumentalized, basically. Yeah, man. Um, Whoa. So, sorry, I I'm completely. I just it's fun to think about. Um, it's hard to wrap your brain around the words. Yeah, it's definitely it really a big. Is. Con- Travis, are we supposed to suppose? I guess we'll get to it. But are we just supposed to assume that off-screen Gendo shot 
Masato and Dr. Akagi. So that is actually snippets from End of Evangelion. And it took me watching it again to remember that. But yeah, there are pieces of End of Evangelion in this. And what Gendo, Gendo kills... Uh, Ritsuko, but Masato is killed by the JSDFS. The JSDF. So, yeah, yeah. So, but the this is not a director's cut. So, is that they took these? They basically took these cells and then made an explanation for them in End of Evangelion. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's more of a re- I think End of, End of Evangelion is more of a retcon of of uh, these two episodes. Yeah. Right. And and it's not like I don't know. It ends totally differently. So. And worse and bad, yeah. It's yeah. I think we've we've hit that home enough that we don't like or I don't like it, but <laughs> it's it's different enough to where I guess it, it, it's enough to spark a debate between you know them being mm-hmm. two actual different endings. Oh, dude, I fell down a rabbit hole of reading articles that basically there is no canonical ending to Evangelion. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's a fair assumption. I like to think that this this series ending is the actual end. Just that's what I'm going to go for because it was the first intended, and I think that's why we decided not to watch End of Evangelion. This, this one is, is the, the most palatable. <laughs> that, and then also like this was his original vision, and then they kind of like made him like do the movie and stuff after because it made a lot of money. So, I mean, in the end, it it kind of is the most positive note to end on even if it's very unsatisfying yeah i actually well we'll we'll get to it it's better than shinji choking asuka to death as the last two people left in the world uh yeah while a giant ray eye stares at you (laughs) wow that's grim uh yeah that's our thumbnail but to the travis head (laughs) (laughs) um so our little title card uh says the world ending and that's nice um so then we're, yeah we're back with shinji and we're gonna be with him for just a sec um so sorry this is when he realizes that like his physical self is ceasing and his existence is spreading out into all of existence like when i eat a little caesar's pizza uh, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it's the opposite <laughs> um so then like we get a long sequence of these title cards um, which I did write down. So, Travis, this is what those title cards say. Um, oh, lay it on me. That was the beginning of the instrumentality of people. What people are lacking, the loss in their hearts, in order to fill that void in their hearts. The instrumentality of hearts and souls begins. We're turning all things to nothingness. The instrumentality of people had begun. So. so pretty oh. much gather that just from what's going There's on. There's that. Um. um. Oh, I was just going to say the two episode tiles for this are the world ending and do you love me? Yeah. Yeah. And, I've got, uh, uh, yeah, do you love me and then take care of yourself for 26. I like, I think do you love me is a better title than the world ending. And I think take care of yourself is a better title for the next one. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go on, Mac. So Gendo's like, mm, yes, returning to the state of being, her. And uh, then we just, while he's doing his last dumbass bullshit, this is like the last time we have to hear his voice, kind of, uh, we show Ritsuko face down, blood seeping through the back of her lab coat in a pool of LCL, and then Misato in a hallway slumped over with a giant blood splat on the wall behind her. So we're just... 
I did not like seeing that. It like, made me upset. <laughs> it made me upset too, and shocked. I was really afraid they were about to show like the kids also shot, and I really didn't oh, want to see that. So, so I'm that glad was, that didn't happen. So when that you get was context real? for both of those. It's awful. Yeah. Is yeah, that, I think. Uh, why? Who I did mean, that and within why? the context within the context of the show, we don't know who shot them. Yeah, it's better left that way. But it's another one it of those is things shown that's while left. Gen- Sorry, it is shown while Gendo is doing his bit. So right. to me, that implies that he's the one that killed them. It, Does that mean he he got everyone, or just those two for some weird reason? I They're think the if he was way. about to start a big thing, those are probably the two people most likely in the building to be able to stop him. So I assume he just like surprised shot them while they weren't ready for it or something. Yeah. Well, that means that he knew it would happen as soon as Kaoru died, right? Because he well, was yeah, like ready to go. Yeah, because he has a Dead Sea Scrolls. Oh god! And he things. has an eyeball hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he like starts transforming into like a, a monster, I guess. In the movie, I don't know what <laughs> we're talking really about. It's it's not really relevant, but yeah, he or Ritsuko's just torn up because of their f- relationship or whatever. Right. So it's really nothing. Like he shoots her, and then that that whole plot line's over. And as the JSDF raids nerve for undermining Sele, uh, they they try to kill all the employees. They shoot everyone, but everyone's also simultane- simultaneously turning into LCL. But Masada, for whatever reason, gets shot up and throws Shinji in an elevator, makes out with him, and says, that was an adult kiss, we'll do more later, and Wait, then collapses Wait, this was in the dead. episode? No, that's no. in the end of the episode. Oh. This, this is the unsatisfying explanation so for... The, all of that feels like an explanation because for people who watched and said, wait, what the hell happened? Why were they dead? I don't understand. Why didn't you yeah. explain it? And they said, fine, here's an explanation. The most unsatisfying thing you can think yeah. of. <laughs> Make it the me, most repulsive movie you can possibly watch. For sure. I heard, I read somebody calling it the uh, most like vicious assault on an audience they had ever witnessed. <laughs> I read something online where it was like, where, when they showed the movie in theaters, people were like excited to go in and every single person <laughs> came out like head in hung. In days. Yeah. No, nobody talked. Nobody clapped at the end of the movie. They just left. So it's like, oh. Yep. Ugh. And then they went and bought a Gendo themed Schick Razor. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, yeah, I think like from a storytelling point of view, and this is probably just because like I've I've watched like way too many shows and movies and read like way too many books that I feel like it's pretty obvious that they're implying that Gendo killed them because it's during his like final soliloquy where he's talking about like his master plan coming together. Um, so so after Gendo talks, we get like a little flashback of like. Ritsuko and Misato hashing out like what instrumentality is and they keep going on about like there's like an emptiness in our souls that we all know is there and to fill it that's like where our fear and our like insecurities and like shit like that comes from and to fill that void we're just gonna squish everybody together like a like a fruit roll-up into like a real dense human mind ball so there's no space for insecurity or fear anymore. That makes sense. I don't. I don't understand why <sighs> they think that that's like. I mean, they're they're people of science. You would think. You what? Like, why do they think that that's? I, I mean, I think know. it's just what Gendo thinks would be good. 
Right. It's like and then they're going to fill in the cracks with gushers because that's how you make the whole thing solid or something. Yeah. It's like, a you know, you can make a fruit roll burrito like that. <laughs> <laughs> like it's that the fruit roll is a tortilla. Yeah. And the filling is the gushers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Delicious. Oh, I uh, mm -hmm. So here's where I'm going to like just hop back to um, just finish up Asuka's bit real quick. Um, oh, I'll, actually, sorry. With with uh, Ritsuko and Misato's talk, uh, <laughs> Misato says your benevolence has proven to be as false as our friendship. Got him. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And then Ritsuko's like, "Well, that's what you wanted, anyways." And like, that doesn't make any sense. And she got you. And that's like, you couldn't even burn her back. <laughs> um. So, uh, real quick, the last thing that we see of Asuka is um it's like the shinji of her mind and the asuka of his mind uh and she sees like an argument between like her what's supposed to be like her her foster mom who's like i don't like this damien ass kid who's real creepy and is like way too adult like and scares the shit out of me and i can just stop being her mom whenever i want because i'm not actually her mother yikes and uh Asuka says that her mom died smiling and she looked really happy. And Asuka hates everyone because they don't care and they don't stay. And she doesn't want to be alone, but she also can't depend on people either. And we don't really see anything else of Rey. Her part's kind of done in this episode. Um, so let's talk about Misato. Oh my god, this is Let's. the worst part of these two episodes. Let's talk about Misato. So, Misato... My queen. Our, yes. <laughs> she should be canonized. Um, so, the Shinji that exists in her mind talks to the Misato that exists in his mind. And she kind of goes off about like how she always had to be like this perfect child, but she didn't want to be. She just She doesn't want to have all this responsibility. So she she's doesn't want to be like this perfect person that everyone depends on and she does she like doesn't she she doesn't respect her mother for crying every time her dad leaves and she doesn't want to be like her dad either cuz he sucks ass. And um and then it devolves into basically just shaming her for having sex with one man. Yeah. Yeah, it's really weird. It I she has a lot of shame about <laughs> having a sexual relationship um so they it, paint her motivations is very strange and i don't think people are actually like that either well it right, doesn't like, make any sense for her character at all yeah, yeah it's so crazy that this is like the culmination of her character is that she she's she's a good person and she wanted to quote soil herself and like uh -huh. be dirty and i was mm -hmm. like the examples you're using for this is like having a consensual sexual relationship with someone, which yeah. isn't – that's fine. Like I, why would yeah. anybody think – I mean all the kids – it doesn't It doesn't make any sense. There wouldn't be any – She could have had a consensual sexual relationship with like 10 different people in the show and it still yeah. would have been fine. But it's literally one dude – like – I mean Kaji kind of sucks, but that's not really the point of it. Like it's just so wild that the show's like isn't – like – 
her being like, I'm so disgusting. I had sex with one man. (laughs) Like, I know Japan isn't the most, it's not the most, like, open society about that kind of stuff, but it's still so strange to point out one, like, a a woman who has had sex with one person, and you're like, look at this harlot, and she's so gross, and she thinks of herself as this, like, yeah, uh, yeah, dirty she, like, goes person. off on herself. So, like, we know that she met Kaji in college. So she was, like, in her late teens, early 20s when they got together. She says that he took her virginity. She doesn't talk about, like, literally anybody else or, like, goes out on dates or anything. So we can assume that this is, like, her one and only boyfriend yeah, ever. Also, the all the shit with, like, and he's exactly like my dad. And I'm like, one, gross. <laughs> Two, that, how would you even know when he died you were, like, five? She was 14. Was she? She looks so little. I guess we, we talked about that. She looks so little. <laughs> she yes. looks like a toddler. No, I was thinking and that, he was, too, like, gone all the time. And it's, like, it's just, like, this such extreme, like, I feel like if you, if you like, looked up on Urban Dictionary, like, what like the definition of daddy issues and then you made somebody who was like literally the definition of that that's what misato is in this like five minutes in the in the last 10 minutes of the show she becomes daddy issues yeah that's what i hate is that they they just like pulled this out of nowhere and they're like uh actually misato's character you know how she's been super cool this whole time actually we're going to write her as like this person with daddy issues and everyone's going to slut shame her for absolutely no reason and that's the end of her and that's the end of her character and that's it. That's that's all we get. She has like a certain, like, so like the weird circle of people that aren't actually, you know, the impressions of the people in her mind, not the actual ones. Who are like, I bet you'd sleep with anybody, Major. And it's like, what the fuck? No. Yeah, <laughs> also, like- also, we see that all the people who work with, I mean, you could argue, I guess, that like, it's kind of, it's maybe intentional that she, this is what she imagines people think about her. And some people actually think, but everyone in the show besides Gendo, like... Shows her a lot of, like, respect and reverence. Like, I feel like all the other nerve people think she's, like, the bee's knees. Yeah, so. and, like, the a whole a big part of this is, like, you know, with Shinji thinking everybody hates him. And then, like, they keep repeating, well, that's in your head. That's not true. That's not your truth. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, you know, a lie. And so it's, like, I understand. But just the idea of her having this insecurity doesn't make sense to me. No, it it, it's, feels... it it seems like the way that Ritsuko thought of her. Exactly. Yeah, I feel like it would make more sense if they were like, oh, Ritsuko, like, if this had been, like, the trip that Ritsuko had about, like, feeling weird about, like, the whole Gendo thing mm-hmm. and, like, being really, like, not super sex positive to begin with because she was so weird in college with, um, that sounds you know, very like, Misato. With her character. Yeah, and I feel like, I feel like Misato should have been, like, did I waste my life on my ambition to try and prove my dad wrong? Because literally all she does, like everything she does is to to like rebel against him even though he's dead. And I <laughs> could understand that take. And I really enjoyed the episode where she gets promoted and talks about the fact that like she doesn't really give a shit. And she just joined Nerve because he was a part of it and she wanted to do better. Um but the fact that now it gets into like a weird like psychosexual thing, it doesn't make sense to me. It well, first, um, Travis, were you what were you going to say about? I was going to say that to add insult to injury, they have a scene where Shinji is like, 
implied watching her have sex. And I thought that that was totally unnecessary and it just doesn't even fit, I guess, what they're trying to convey with with her little episode here. when they had sex, weren't they at Kaji's apartment? Shinji was never there. It doesn't make Why any would sense. He that never happened. That. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. It seemed like a self. It seemed like a self insert moment of Hideaki Anno, like <sighs> as Shinji, and maybe he has like a really weird perception of like sexual relationships or something. I, because I'm I, I'm really sad that that's one of the most memorable points of this episode too. Because it's like it was so awkward, and it's like, well, well I wasn't expecting to see that in this yeah. anime. So. I. It feels like Hidekiano read, like, Psychosexuality for Dummies, and they read the first 30 pages, and he went, he went like, that was interesting, and then he had, like, the script next to him for the last two episodes, and he was like, hmm, and he was like, what if people I know this well enough. <laughs> have sex and then feel weird about it after for <laughs> reasons, like, yeah. maybe their parents, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> Masao's the only person in the show that's had sex, so I guess that's her thing. Well, except for everybody else and Gendo. Um, yeah, but so, so, yeah, that's pretty much it. And then she goes on to tell... Well, so then they're like, oh, if it's not gross and you only fucked Kaji because you love him, then why are you ashamed of have Shinji watch you bone and it's like because that's fucking weird because he's <laughs> my child. surrogate son <laughs> yeah exactly slash little brother yeah and that's just not how that works um and then they shame her for it and then she goes on to talk about how Kaji is her father reborn and I was like okay I'm done with this this fucking sucks yeah it's awful um and like that's the last thing that we really get I mean, they taunt her for, like, saying that she can't sleep alone. I'm like, she slept alone for eight years <laughs> until he popped back up. Um, it was just her and a penguin for a long time. Yeah. And then he said, like, you take advantage of men to soothe your soul. And I was like, okay, again, man, singular, and who the fuck cares? And also, that's just completely incorrect. You know right. how Masada was just always taking advantage of Shinji and using him for emotional labor and... All that. Uh-huh. You know how she was always doing that and was yeah. never there for Shinji or <laughs> took care of him. It's ridiculous. It's like the uh, definition of character assassination. Yeah. Because yes. none of these things make any sense at all. And I th- it sucks. It sucks because I think that people see this episode and then it colors their entire perception of Misato. So like that one scene from, I think it might have been the last two we did, of uh, her like trying to comfort Shinji and how we said that was like not sexual at all. Mm-hmm. I think people see this weird climax of her character and then go back and look at that as something that it's not and it's just like a weird perception that people have now because she has yes. sex with one person that's reasonable and then the just movie doubles, on the internet are dumb right it, the movie doubles down on it and makes it like yeah but instead of it being like a weird wish fulfillment where 14 year old boys are watching this and being like oh yeah that'd be hot because masala's hot it's like Okay, Masato and Shinji do kiss, her mouth's full of blood when she pulls away, like, Shin- there's, like, blood all over Shinji's face, and then she dies. There, they kissed. Isn't- is this what you wanted? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's so... Are you not entertained? Yeah, yes. are you not entertained? That's such a weird and confrontational way to, like, uh, give the audience what they want. Why do they do that? You guys better hope I never make anything popular ever, because <laughs> this is how <laughs> The first time someone tweets at me, they're like, 
I didn't like how Ben lost the sword fight in episode six. I'm gonna be like, oh, you fucking didn't? Okay. <laughs> just watch this. <laughs> watch this. <laughs> I saw a quote where um, Anna said that um, when the original series wrapped up, that Evangelion was like, he put his like literal like life and soul into it. So I imagine getting death threats and you're already like fighting with depression and suicidal thoughts. And then somebody tells you that the thing that you put like literally your soul into uh, fucking sucks and you should kill yourself for it. I understand a little bit more about why he did what he did with End of Evangelion. Just making Still it the least it the right pleasant go, 45 minutes. I get it. <laughs> um, so... Then we get back to Shinji one last time, and um, Misato, uh, well, it's it's Asuka, and then Shinji and Misato appear behind her, and Shinji says, don't leave me, Misato says, don't ignore me, and Asuka says, don't kill me. And then we reveal that the three of them are on a theater stage, and the where the audience should be is actually just our Shinji and he's with his Masato and then everybody in the entire freaking show starts jabbering at him about what truth is and how it's subjective and how you have to create your own and how there's like as many truths as there are people in the world and um I enjoy this part just because it like it gets I don't know gets the old juices flowing but I don't know if there's much substance there. I think it gets to the point that's expounded in the next episode, which is they say that your mind decides reality and that yeah. he cho- he wished for a world where he was closed off from everybody so he could be closed off from pain, which is kind of what Kaoru told him. And so his reality, when he's free to create a world for himself, is empty and absent of all others. It's this empty stage. Um, and they, they chide him and tell him he chose his own fate. And then we get one last black card and it says, and the path towards instrumentality will continue. On the next episode of Evangelion. That's how it goes. Um, the song is very nonchalant about, like, the preview for the next episode, too. <laughs> I melted, I guess. <laughs> uh, so, I guess, do you guys just want unless anyone has anything, do we just want to go straight into 26, because it's basically a two-parter? Yeah, take it away. Yeah. Okay, we get to episode 26, which is named, uh, Take Care of Yourself, or The Beast That Screamed Love Into the Heart of the World. Um, normally I like the overly long flowery titles, but I actually think Take Care of Yourself as the It's a good thematic title. title. Yeah, for the last episode, especially with what it deals with, works really well for me. Um, last episode of the show. Uh, instrumentality is still happening, and we basically, we get text on the screen that basically says, hey, this is happening to every major character, but for, we're, they literally say we're out of time, so we're going to be (laughs) examining Shinji Ikari. Um, all the characters are talking about, we kind of see like all the characters, Masato, Rei, Shinji, Asuka talking about how nobody likes them. Um, 
and just basically kind of recapping stuff from the last episode. Um, let's see. We get a bunch of, like, pontificating about why people even exist. They kind of float the idea that maybe you exist to find out why you exist. And someone asks Shinji why he, for whom he exists. Or I think they ask Asuka this, and she says, for myself. Which, you go, I guess. Um, and someone asks Shinji, are you happy being alive? And he says, I don't know. <laughs> um, which is very sad. And someone also tells him, I think Masawa tells him that as long as he knows what's causing him pain, that it can be endured. But if he doesn't examine why he's in pain, he can't deal with it. Which, uh, I'm sure we all know this at this point, but all of this is a very... At this point, Shinji's turned into a self-insert for Hideki Yano, and it's him writing at himself about how to cope with being severely depressed. Yeah. Uh, is, does anyone disagree with that take? It's okay if you do, but... No, that's, okay. that seems very accurate. Um, we get a bunch of shots of real-life things, like soda, can soda cans, a gate, a locker, some steps. Um, and he's told that he's basically been trying to convince himself he's worthless, because that would just make things easier for him to deal with if he was worthless. He's like, well, I am. Outside of piloting the Ava, I don't really have, like, any meaning in my life. And people tell him that he always says that. But at the end of the day, no matter how hard things are, he never had to pilot the Ava. Which, I kind of disagree. He really didn't have a choice. It feels like there, the world ended. That's not really much of a choice. Yeah. I guess you yeah. can argue it is one, but I actually don't agree with that. Um, But he still insists, like, no, 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 I had no value until I became a pilot. And we get Asuka, Ray, and Shinji all saying, I have no value. And then they all say, I hate myself. Uh, yeah, very, then, very teenage thing to feel. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> and then um, a, we get a phone rings and Shinji picks it up. <laughs> and it's literally everyone on the show telling Shinji they hate him. <laughs> um, this part's a little the, jarring. <laughs> yeah. And he says, every person in existence must hate me. Which isn't true most people don't even know who he is but again he's going through a lot right now um he thinks things like when i pilot the ava they treat me better and i only have the ava and he's basically warned like hey while you're in this space if you don't find value in yourself like during instrumentality you're going to like disappear like you'll basically lose all of your individuality and meld into the into the goo mm-hmm <laughs> I think that's um, a problem a lot of people have. It's like you you feel so dependent on your self-worth. Like your your self-worth is so dependent on your job and like what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I don't know, it piggybacks itself on the show through Hideki Anno's self-insert. No, and that, I mean, it's just like how when someone asks to tell you about themselves, the first thing they'll tell you is like what they do for work, which is weird oh, yeah. because, mm-hmm. yeah, or like, you know, even if someone has a decent saving saved up, usually the first thing someone does when they get laid off is like fall into a depression. Um, people tie so much of their self-worth into things like that. So for Shinji, piling the Ava is basically his job. He's just like, yeah, I had no reason to live until I started piling the Ava and I don't like doing it and it makes me upset, but it gives me something to like say <laughs> I do. And I think too, this and Ray and Asuka uh, parrot, this sentiment 
And it's literally every adult in the show, even Misato, who's like a good big sister, at the end of the day, everything comes back to piloting the Avas. Mm -hmm. They don't make sure that these kids are healthy at all. They don't like have them on an exercise regimen or like make sure that they like, I mean, she scolds them for not doing well in school once, but that's Mm -hmm. it. Um, They're not encouraged to like be anything outside of this program. So I don't know why they don't think that they'll get burnt out or like Become have resentful. this crisis. Yeah. They'd be better pilots if they actually treated them like human beings. So I, I agree with that. I, for as much as I love Masato, I think she gets work done and she's a lot of fun to watch. I, and she says this about herself before the show even starts, but she's not like the type of person who's well equipped to become a surrogate mother figure to three really fucked up teens. Totally. So she's definitely, I think she's doing her best, but she basically gets told, like, she walks into her sh- for a shift one day and they're like, hey, you're going to save the world. Um, also, please raise these kids. Yeah, and, <laughs> and nobody like, else oh. is trying. Everyone else is, like, actively making it worse. Yeah, and everyone tells her she's doing a bad job. Yeah, and they're actively, like, mean to mm-hmm. Asuka, Rei, and Shinji, so. So... We, we get a bunch of uh, shots that I actually kind of missed from earlier in the show that I wish we got more of later on. Like, they're like almost like painterly nature backgrounds. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They happen yeah. a lot in the beginning of the show. And uh, we get what I... So Shinji says, what I fear is, and then text pops up and says rejection. And then uh, Ray says, what I want is, and we get text that pops up that says connection. Mm-hmm. And then more text pops up and says, do you want to go where your mother is? And Asuka says no. Um, so it's kind of the three of them self-actualizing. Like, Ray accepting that she doesn't, that she needs connections with other people. Shinji accepting that he fears being rejected. And Asuka kind of just saying that, like, at the end of the day, even though she's really miserable and alone, when someone's like, well, do you want to die? She's like, no. Mm-hmm. But I'm very, like, she's still, you know, fucked up and have a really hard time. But when, no matter how many times she gets asked, like, why don't you just die? Then she's like, no, well, screw you. Because um, she lives very, for herself, which is pretty rad. Yeah, I actually, like, admire Asuka. Travis, I like Asuka more at the end of the show now than I thought I would. Because I actually admire I how horrible her life would. is. <laughs> Yeah, and she's just like, no, She takes you. it all in such stride, and especially, she is like the only redeeming scene in End of Evangelion, because she gets to have a really cool fight, but mm-hmm. it still ends pretty brutally. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like Asuka's whole development. I Yeah, I appreciate that she never, no matter how much she gets like knocked down emotionally and physically, she never 100% just like gives in to the despair. Um and Shinji says I, that he wants to be worth something. And Asuka and Shinji both think about how they're worthless without their Avas. And at this point, instead of being still shots, the show turns into rough rough sketches on paper. Yeah, um, I kind of, I kind of, of like it. I do yeah. too. It looks very cool. It's definitely because they ran out of money, but I actually think it works. <laughs> it's way cheaper to draw with magic markers than animate, I guess. Yeah, it's like Copic markers and rough pencil outlines. <laughs> is it is it money or time? Because probably I mean, both. <laughs> it looks very yeah, I guess so. Um 
So it's like it's like the kids talking to each other, but it's all like literal shots of like paper in real life that have been drawn on. It's crazy. I actually, again, I liked it. I agree with it's you guys. Almost but. like a flip book too. It's like you go from the mm-hmm. standard twenty four frames a second of anime mm-hmm. down to like nine or ten. So yeah. I don't know. It has a very cool effect. Yeah, I like it. Um, and Shinji says, "What I think is me is me." I'm no no more or less than the sum of my self-awareness, but I don't understand myself. And then Asuka said, or I think Masao says, of course nobody understands you. The only one who can understand you is you, so you must take care of yourself. Which I actually like, um, because that I think that's a lesson you do learn about that around that age. It's kind of like at the end of the day, you can't know what someone else is thinking, or what they're going through, or what they really feel. No matter how close you are to someone else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So Shinji's basically like, I just want someone to completely understand me and get me. And it's him realizing like, well, I don't understand or get. Yeah, like I don't fully understand or get anyone else. So why should I have this unreal- unrealistic expectation that the people in my life who do care about me like 100% get me and all my needs at all times? Because, yeah, I also think teenagers, the way they love is like very selfish it's kind of like what people, they, not completely, but a lot of it's like, I lo- they love people for what they can do for them or how they make them feel. If yeah. If that makes sense. Like, yeah, I like the feelings you. Yeah, some people never, like, grow out of that. That's true. <laughs> or they, like, test out different ways of, of showing love, except they like do Asuka. it to, like, to, like, the ultimate. Like, they'll go super hard on one thing and it's, mm-hmm. and it's like, it, it, like, burns them out or something. And they're like, well, that didn't work. That must suck really bad. Or I suck really bad. So they like have existential crises just like nonstop. Yeah. And so Shinji starts floating through a white void and they're basically like, here, here's a world where you can do whatever you want. And he doesn't do anything. (laughs) And they say, well, of course, uh, that's just how you are, isn't it? You don't like freedom here. We drew the ground so you can't fly anymore, which is insane. Like, like a, a line indicating the ground gets drawn in the sketchbook. With a marker noise. It goes, screech. Yeah, and they're like, you enjoy, there like you enjoy not having as much freedom to choose and like not being able to do whatever you want. You yeah. like having like, he likes limitations. Yeah. Yeah. I really like this episode. <laughs> um, so Shinji, it's a drawing of Shinji, and he starts, it's like a, it's literally a flip, flip book, like you said earlier, Travis. And he starts turning into a bunch of different things while he talks about that he has no self image of himself. Like, he just doesn't know what to think of himself at all. Um, so he's turning to, like, a bird and a, like, ocean and a whale jumps out. It's really cool. Um, and they say, because at this point, I don't know who's talking. Says, uh, without it's others. It's like a chorus of everyone. Yeah, I think it's, like, multiple voice actors mm-hmm. at once. They say, without others to interact with, you can't recognize your own image. Um, and Shinji says, because of others, I can perceive myself as an individual. And then Shinji wakes up in his room. <laughs> uh, right. I was very surprised by that. I, I was like, oh, I guess. So the instrumentality hasn't started yet. And he's just hmm. back at home. And when did the not see this section coming. <laughs> Do what? I said, I did not see this section coming the first time. I saw it. <laughs> like, no. the fuck? And the breakfast theme is playing, and I'm like, I don't trust you. It does you. play the breakfast. I don't, I don't know what you're doing, but I don't trust you. <laughs> you're playing with my emotions. We do get the 
Oh my god, this whole scene. I actually think this whole thing's really funny. Um, oh, I, find I enjoyed it, creepy. it a lot. <laughs> and creepy. It's, it's creepy and it makes me not angry, but like, I don't know. It kind of felt like the. It kind of felt like Ano being like, did you guys want this the whole time? This is just like cliche anime BS. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, Apparently, definitely. there's a whole spinoff that follows that storyline. Storyline so, really? sucks. It's, just so, it's so bland, and it's been done before so many times. Yeah. So Asuka is standing over him, and he goes, "Oh my god, I can't believe Asuka, my child, oldest childhood friend, is waking me up for <laughs> school," which is like the type of bad. S- so I feel like that was a direct response to people complaining that there's not enough like exposition because yeah. he literally that's like the most stilted exposition heavy way to introduce a character. Yeah, <laughs> it's like how when people are on their phone, they're like, "Uh huh, uh huh." Well, no, bro, big bro. I don't know about that. <laughs> All right, see you later, big brother. And like, no one talks like that. But it's just like, how do we let the audience know they're talking to their sibling? Yeah, <laughs> they'll say little sis or big bro or whatever like a bunch. Even though no one talks like that. Um, except so for Ed she, and Alphonse. <laughs> except for Ed and Alphonse. But she's like, I said, get up, and she pulls the sheets off, and Shinji has a boner (laughs) she says i didn't mean get that up and she slaps him and the delivery on this line is amazing he goes i can't help it it's morning i gotta take a whiz or something (laughs) (laughs) yes and there's Uh, a pen pen bobblehead next to his alarm clock so you know something's like fucked up i didn't notice Um, that in the netflix version he's just like it always happens in the morning and then that's it there's nothing about oh. whiz. And this week goes, I gotta take a whiz or something. It's <laughs> yeah. really funny. It's pretty good. It's My weird. wiener's full of pee and that's why it's like this. It's <laughs> this we don't understand. <laughs> uh, those are real. Anyway, Gendo and Yui are just regular house parents in this world. And Asuka drags them out and they're like, goodbye Shinji. That's really nice of his childhood friend Asuka to come over and wake him up for school. They've been friends for a long time. He doesn't appreciate her. <laughs> yeah, and they're running to school and Shinji, she's like, did you hear that there's going to be a new student? Shinji's like, oh yeah, I hope she's got a great butt. And it's Ray, And she's running to school and for some reason she sounds like this. Um, yeah, it's really overwrought and weird. So I also feel like that's people complaining that her, she's because she's so, like, neutral. Monotone. Mm-hmm. And that they made her this, like, insane caricature. <laughs> um, they made her, I like, a, a MPDM. Wait, MPD. Manic Pixie Dream Girl? Yeah. They, yeah. They made her that character. She's so gonna be it, the polar opposite of what she really is. Right. She's running with toast in her mouth. She bumps into Shinji. She falls. You don't see anything, but she's like, ah, oh, my skirt, and covers it and runs off and i think slaps him and then oscar yeah. says what are you stupid because that's what she says every time uh all the kids are at school they're all talking about the new girl and how they hope she's hot uh all the kids are awful now except ida for some reason <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's like the straight man now you yeah, got no, shit just... all over Ida, and it was <laughs> it was him in the end. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't was gross. <laughs> oh, and uh, Misato is their teacher, and they all like like ogle wolf. her. Yeah, they, yeah. Their her. eyes pop out, and their tongues roll out like really long fruit roll ups. And she including Shinji, up. which is yes, yeah. including so weird. Shinji. 
Um, she whips into her parking spot, which actually is how she parks her car. But <laughs> it's reused animation from when she went to the school. Yeah, yeah it's I, the same exact. Yeah. And uh, she busts into the class and she says, listen up, dudes, we got a new blue haired babe here to introduce herself. Yep. And then they apparently ran out of money again because it turns back into being marker drawings. And it's Ray and Shinji and Ray are both like, what? Nani? And then someone, I think Ida goes, what's the matter, Shinji? Is she riding your baloney pony? <laughs> I've never heard that in my entire life. No, Ray says, Ray says it because Asuka's all like, we're just uh, friends. Because she's all upset that Shinji's looking at Ray. And then Ray says, what's, yeah. So we, uh. we, we pull back to reveal that Shinji's basically watching a diorama of like this dumb slice of life anime version of his own life. And uh, I think the scene serves two purposes. One, it's basically like, fine, here's what the show would have been like if it had been about these things people said they wanted to be about, which is a little aggressive. And two, um, in this universe, Shinji's very into women, which he is not really very into in the show. And I actually think, I actually think that this whole thing kind of reinforces that he's... Uh, like him and Kaoru being in love romantically because he never acts like this. It This is the ideal simple world where he's horny for girls and you know what I mean? Like where he's straight, basically. Everything is quote unquote the way it should, should be. be. Yeah. It's easy and what everybody wants. Yeah. Which yeah, is for him to be straight also. Um, so I'm sure people would argue with me, but that is my interpretation in this if anything, you can definitely say these last two episodes are open to interpretation. Um, uh, Travis or Dakota, do you have anything for that? If not, it's cool. But um, I, well, I've always, I mean, ever, since before Kairo showed up, I just saw Shinji is like either not there yet in his like development, or he was like asexual, and now they're fine. But I guess yeah, his interaction with Kairo was very romantic but also Kaoru was kind of like not manipulative but he was literally an angel so it's not really <laughs> a fair comparison because like Shinji was around guys all the time and uh, they weren't the best but you know they were his age and I don't know um, but yeah that whole scene like I said just was really annoyingly slice of lifey and it sucked and I, it's weird that they chose to show like a multiverse with with that scene they could have done anything else, but I—I I mean, he—they—they they picked it on purpose. They did it as like right. a, a, like I shoving like it, it in people's as, faces. Yeah, as like a vanilla template in the most boring possible way. Mm-hmm. And I like that at the end of it, they do have Shinji like analyze it. And he's like, "Huh, okay, well, this is how it could have been." And then he's immediately like, "I don't like it." So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I it's think the, that part's pretty funny. Yeah, it's the world where all three, all the characters are much adhere much closer to anime stereotypes than they do in the not that they don't fall back into certain tropes but like yeah where they are much more familiar characters and not the very messy complex ones that they are in reality yeah um it also like i don't know i don't think there was anybody for shinji to have a crush on before kaoru showed up there were very slim pickings in his class was he gonna have a crush on Ida? No. That kid sucks. Honking bazoongas. He's like, yeah. Yeah, or Toji. 
Or I just um, do not see Shinji as like a sexually exploring character at all. Like, I don't know. I, yeah. I think because he's 14, he's like too young for that. If you watch like a lot of shonen animes, like if there's like a 14 to 16 year old kid, they're barely there. And I think Shinji's on the younger side of that. So well, I don't Toji's, Toji's also I don't 14 and he's all about that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, it varies on by person, but Shinji, yeah. especially because he's like kind of an introvert and he's got a lot going on, you know, personally in, inside of himself. So I just, I don't see that at all, but that's just my interpretation. But I feel like it's like so hammered in, like with them constantly like asking him or like chiding him for not being like Toji aggressive with girls Ida yeah and the fact that he's like kind of rolls his eyes at them acting that way and the fact that like Asuka is constantly like are you a man or not and the fact that like he like they kiss and like it doesn't do anything for him I but I think it's definitely like a, a theme of the series him trying to figure out his sexuality yeah, and we, not he, liking women in that sense. He has all those thoughts about um, Asuka, Ray, and Masada, where they're like, "Don't you want to become one with me?" Yeah, <laughs> that's just like, the least erotic way. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I've repressed it all because he like jerks off on Asuka in interview Evangelion. So it's well, just like sh- you know, I can't even think of him as like I just I try not to even like go into that part of the show. I think it's I'm kinda, sure, but I watching think like the also, rebuild. Go okay. ahead. <laughs> um i'm sure watching like the movie and the rebuild series and stuff definitely colors your interpretation of... it does and they they ship him really hard with both oscar and ray so it's like Gross. you know yeah it's it, none of it really plays much part in the grand scheme of things in my opinion well, well i kind of think with I the original think it, series it matters whether whether he's just like not into he's he's just not there yet in his development or that he's gay. And I think that it, it makes it, it has a greater impact on the whole story if he's just not there yet, because that means he's still like very much a child and he has so much other stuff to figure out that he's not considering that kind of stuff yet. But, but I mean, I guess I'm not writing off like... that he's gay. I, I think that that's definitely a possibility considering yeah. him and Kaoru have the most fleshed out like friendship slash relationship that Shinji gets through the whole show, really. But I feel like this entire series is about children that are no longer children. Like, it's that weird age where you are trying to still hang on to the idea of, like, people protecting you and your childhood by also being thrust into and a lot of times wanting to be an adult and be treated like one. Um, And you have, like, one foot in one world and one foot in the other. So I don't think it's necessarily, like... It is still about him being a child, but it's that age where you're progressing through it where you're neither. Right. And I there's just so much of him trying to figure out who he is. I don't really feel like you can say, like, no, definitely not. I, I just feel like there's just so much there of, of <laughs> still like so much evidence of him figuring it out. Yeah, and I maybe it's just that like I I Part of it, I'm sure for me, is that I want it to be that because I think it makes the story a lot more interesting than like, honestly, if the if the read is just like, oh, Shinji's just isn't, you know, he's 14. He's just not ready to think about that yet. I think that sucks and that's boring. Um, 
that doesn't mean that's not the intention, but that's I don't find that particularly engaging as like a subject matter, especially um, because other characters like Ray is the child version of an adult man's wife and Asuka, who uh, is in love with an adult man and wants to be sexualized and is frustrated that the one person she wants to f- see them as a sexual being won't because she's half their age. Well, Asuka so decided be... at five years old that she was an adult. Like, she decided yeah. at her mother's funeral that she was no longer a child Holding and that she bear. would be an adult. Yeah. Um. So if Shinji was just like, I just don't, I'm not ready for that yet. I feel like it would be like a weird sort of cop out, especially because his feelings for all of the female characters do come up multiple times. They're like, what? well, don't you want to have sex with me? And he's like, I don't, I don't know. I yeah. don't think so. Um, I mean, I think it kind of goes both ways with Shinji yeah. not being attracted to uh, Ray or uh, Asuka because they're also mm-hmm. not like his cup of tea. If he had met someone like Kairu, but who was a girl, he might have also been into them. Uh, I, I mean, I loved, so. I loved their relationship. I, I wish it had uh, obviously ended better, but it also <laughs> is tainted by the fact that I didn't know that Kairu was like a weird angel. I thought that he was just some weird kid that showed up and I was like, oh, cool. But the fact that he's like an all-knowing, like uh, extraterrestrial entity is it just like colors the whole thing differently because he was not manipulating Shinji, but like was not on the same level as Shinji. Do you know what I mean? Sort and I think of, another part of Shinji's like character can... is like he's not defective for not being like into sex yet because he's a 14 year old and he's kind of like I don't know he's he's very introverted and that just may not be something he's interested in I think that's a totally valid explanation for his character I mean but he does like but he is like exploring that space like he does like agree to kiss Asuka and he does like he's he's like actively like like exploring that i don't i think if he were just like oh i don't want to it would just you know be like completely shut off like horse with blinders on but i don't think the shinji i don't think the shinji does anything of his own like volition in the entire show he always waits for someone else to initiate things like he's never He's never set a path for himself and done it. He's played the cello for whatever six years just because nobody told him to stop. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, he that's a huge no. undertaking. <laughs> it, I think that he sees people doing things and he's like, oh, I guess I should be doing that too. Does he? Never mind. He doesn't. I was gonna say, does he stare at Oscar and Ray during this when they're all like at the pool in that one episode? Oscar like gets he's, like, in doing his homework face or something. And he's like, can you please leave me alone? I'm doing homework. And he's like doing that creepy stare thing at Ray, but it's more like because they just had the, in the previous episode, she slapped him. And so he's like kind of being like, I don't, I still don't get you kind of thing, but he's not like checking her out. He also right. like watches her ring the water in a motherly way. So I don't, I don't think that, he, yeah, I don't think he has like that Hold sort on, of guys, thing. Did you hear my joke? No. I said mommy, like Nani. <laughs> okay, pretty good. <laughs> the yeah. only, like, remotely, like, weird thing that Shinji does 
is he looks at Masato's underwear when he's like going to t- take a shower, but I don't even think that that's supposed th- to be like a horny thing no, at all. No, I either. think it's I think it's when he first moves in and she's like, "Go take a bath, make yourself a home," and he's just like, "Wow, you're so messy! Like even your you just left your underwear drying in the bathroom and you don't give a shit." <laughs> I think point. it was supposed to be more like how invasive and messy Misato was, not and like also yeah. a little bit of fan service, like look at these panties but for shinji oh, yeah, he's definitely. just like christ this place is so dirty um so i i guess that's the frustrating thing with evangelion is even with this episode that i like and we're still not at the end um it it never fully commits to the idea of and of like if shinji's gay or asexual or a late bloomer or anything it basically kind of just like throws and in my opinion obviously and and megs i think it throws more breadcrumbs in the direction of shinji's gay with the way he reacts to kaoru and i guess maybe people didn't like that so that's pretty much only in this version of it where it seems like it goes that way but it 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 never really solidifies that even though the show's like this is important and then we're like okay well what is it and the show's like ah uh well it's up to interpretation and that is so much of these last two episodes is basically and i guess it's kind of the theme of the episode because again they say the only truth is your truth but it feels like it doesn't want to 100 percent commit to capping off any of these character arcs or like the questions we had about these characters because i simultaneously agree and struggle with feeling like it's a little bit of a cop-out answer. Be like, it's whatever you want to be. <laughs> we have um, no more money to actually end the show. Here's congratulations. Yeah. Um, sorry, Meg, go ahead. No, do you want to talk about the congratulations just real quick? And yeah, let's open get to the actual up. end of the, the episode here. Um, Baloney Pony. Uh, Shinji's watching the diorama. Um... And Shinji's told that he isn't hated. He just doesn't know how to deal with, like, people actually liking him. So he will, like, intentionally do things to make himself unlikable to them. Because he just doesn't know how to deal with people caring about him. And then, uh, he's like, no, people hate me. And then Asuka appears and she says, Shinji, you mega dork. Don't you see that that's all just in your head? (laughs) Um, and then he says, but I hate myself. How could anyone like me? And uh, Ray says, one who hates themselves cannot love. And he says, I'm coward. Shinji says, I'm cowardly, sneaky and weak. And Masato says, only if you think you are. And she basically says, but like, if you if you're confident in yourself and like do what you feel like you should be doing, then there's nothing cowardly. If you're doing what you think is best. Um, And Shinji says, I hate myself, but. Maybe I could love myself. And then the, the like, world starts to crack apart. Like, it's made out of glass. Mm-hmm. And he says, maybe my life... I actually... I You guys are all... I, I actually got teary-eyed at this very last scene. Like, him working through this. Um, this moment says, of realization. Yes. Yeah. He says, I hate myself, but maybe I could love myself. Maybe my life can have value. I am no more or less than myself. And then this is like the big one because he's never said this. And he says, I want to be myself. And he says, I want to continue existing in this world. My life is worth living. 
And then the show uh, completely falls apart. They all appear on the ocean floor, and everyone on the show shows up and claps and says, Congratulations. 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 And uh, he go- he's like, oh, thank you, everyone. And uh, we get a title sequence that says, To my father, thank you. To my mother, farewell. To all the children, congratulations. And the show ends. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the Ooh. end of Evangelion. <laughs> well, there it goes. Yeah, do them all. Exactly. <laughs> uh, is there a sad oh, trombone wow. sound? Uh, hold on. Let me see what I got. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Or like a slide whistle going down, like. <laughs> so I love this episode. <laughs> I think it's I like one of the it best episodes too. of the show. It's top three. I hate it's one of the most memorable. Uh, I just hate the super meta conversations because they don't make any sense to me. Because it's, it's stuff that you could think about in like two seconds. I feel like, like Wait. they they just like they take out these thoughts and these feelings and just like super duper stretch them out and pick apart every single concept. And it doesn't make any sense to me. And it's so, like, repetitive. Uh, Not but to I mention they drop every storyline thread that they had going up to this point. They totally. just and like, they all, oh, you, yeah. you don't need to know what goes on. Totally. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. It's like it becomes a completely different show about, like, philosophy and, like, self-actualization and stuff. I think so it was for the entire me, time. I think that's the thing is he was like, oh, yeah, all the techno babble, it never fucking mattered. Here you go. It. Yeah. It. So this is... This doesn't make it good because they're still telling a story, but I think I can stomach it because I was like, this actual like narrative isn't very good. And I kind of just want to know if these characters are okay or not. And then it answers the second one and it doesn't answer the first part of, well, wait, what happened? But yeah. I guess I was so uninvested in the met. I was invested in the individual characters a lot. Um, like I honestly, the four main characters, I care about all of them, but like the actual like goings on. Once you kind of put it together, you're like, oh, okay. And the show's like, and then they all melted into goo. Or did they? And I'm like, ah. That's <laughs> so... That is both so unsatisfying, but also, like Meg said, I kind of feel like basically after episode 16, Hideki Anno was like, I don't want to make a show about robots anymore. I want to make a show about how I wish I was dead. I'm not, I'm not like, making a joke. That's basically what happens. Um... Yeah. And that's how the show ends is it's that's kind of what it ended up being about by the end of it is It's cool to see with. something so popular be so disjointed. Yes. And I I appreciate yeah. something that's this big took so, it it really swung for the fences. It completely whiffed it. But <laughs> I I admire them trying. Um <laughs> That ball hit my... me in the gut and made me pee myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is my gold standard for like a cult classic. It's it's not for everyone, and everyone's going to get something different out of it. But it's so enjoyable if you. I mean, if you they can did. It. <laughs> they did make a wildly popular and, and and talked about show, but they did it in like ways that weren't good conventionally. Like all <laughs> like yeah. the reason people talk about it is because they hate it so much. And, I've never and, yeah, liked it, anything good in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it does it does depend what you're trying to get out of the show because, like, if you wanted. Like you, if you wanted to see uh, Hideki Yano's journey through depression represented through an anime, 
you totally got that. If you wanted to see the story that it had been building up the whole time be resolved, you were just like, you know, got got your face spat in, basically. Were you going to say shit out loud for that you didn't want to cuss? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes, it's, sometimes it'd be better if I did because it just rolls off the tongue better. You always like pause and sh- sh- <laughs> your sh- on the face. Yeah. I have to swallow it and not make the bad words not come out. Nice. <laughs> I feel like um, from the from very early in the series, even when they uh, were like on the same network and like had shit planned, the story never quite made sense. Like I, w- as the pieces started to fall, it was like. Kind of like playing Tetris, but like when you leave those like one square gaps and you're like, well, shit, I can't do anything with that. It's kind of what it started to feel like. So I didn't really get super invested in trying to figure out the actual plot. That being said, when things were just like so obviously like contradictory to one another or they were like really glaring plot holes or like characters would come out of like left field and have these motivations that didn't make any sense with what they had already done or like their character so far um it was really distracting and i spent way too much time grinding the gears in my mind trying to make those pieces fit instead of actually getting the messages that i feel like they wanted me to mull over like i would have much preferred spending time thinking about like Shinji's journey to self-actualization than trying to figure out like how Sele and the council are the same but different and also like what is the Dead Sea Scrolls <laughs> and like <laughs> how many angels you know that kind of stuff where they just like keep going back and forth where there's like obviously doesn't make sense it was well, really I mean, hard to I, let that go I like live they play for those so small... hard I live for those like small dopamine rushes of like figuring something out for yourself, and I didn't get any of those. During you this. can't. You can't. Cause with yeah, because they don't they let don't you. Give you like, anything. No, I mean they give you a ton of stuff, but then they don't give you like any kind of like uh, any kind of like foundation to to build, you know, a, a solution out of. It's really it's it like strings you along all the way up to the end, and then you're just left with this like void. Yeah, it's Perfect. like, mm-hmm. imagine someone gives you, like, pieces of a puzzle, and they're like, go ahead and put that together, and you, like, start putting it together, and you keep looking at them for, like, confirmation, and they're like, yeah, and then you're, like, almost there, and they're like, I don't know, <laughs> and you still have all <laughs> these pieces left, and you're like, what do you mean you don't know, and they're like, I don't know, do it's whatever. It's like three puzzles mixed together. Yeah, like, there were small <laughs> things, like, we got to figure out that, like, Yui was in unit one, and, like, we thought it was in like a different way but basically like okay so his mother is literally inside of unit one we figured that out we figured out that ray was a clone of yui and there were multiples of her but like the that was about it you know yeah and then it also didn't matter in the end i'm sorry real quick good at the at the risk of us going because it kind of seems like we're already getting into like whole show Oh yeah, oh, shoot, uh, we are. <laughs> discussions, which I'm excited about. Why don't we take like a really quick break and come back, and we can just hash out our feelings about the show as a whole. Yeah, let's That's do that. That's a good idea. <laughs> okay, we'll be right back.
fly me to the fucking moon. We're at the end of Evangelion. Uh, I liked it more at the end than the beginning, but I don't know that everyone feels that way. Uh, we were kind of getting into our thoughts about the show before we took a break here. Uh, Meg, do you want to go ahead and wrap up your thoughts? Yeah, I'm sure I will think of things and be annoying and like add on to what you guys have to say, but there are just a couple of things that kind of come to mind just really thinking about the show as a whole. Unfortunately, I was pretty soured by the end with the way that all of the female characters were treated. Totally fair. Um, I don't, I mean, like, if you've been listening to us, you know how I feel about all that shit, so I'm not going to, like, hash it back out. But basically, I feel like all of the female characters, a lot of them were built up to be these amazing, incredible, impactful women, and then... They all got character assassinated, including our our saint, Misato, in, like, the 12th hour. Um, mm-hmm. Even, like, in episode 26, even though it is mostly about Shinji, Asuka and Rei both get a moment of self-actualization. And they do solve their own problems. However... <laughs> Misato is not in episode 26. She does not have a self-actualization moment. And that hurts a lot because there were a lot of episodes where I was honestly only there for her um, until I had my heel turnaround episode like 14 or whatever and just like absolutely fell in love with Shinji. Um, We stand a queen, I think is what people say. Imagine if yeah. Daenerys Targaryen was an interesting, complex character. Um, <laughs> and that's how I felt about Masato. Anyway, let's just go ahead and get as much hate mail as we can. Seriously. <laughs> I really um, like Masato too, though. I, I think she moved up to my number one spot on this watch. Was this your first time you watched it and she was your favorite character? Yeah, all the other times it has been Asuka. But go ahead, Meg. No, you're good. Um... I actually like Asuka more as it, it goes on, but I also, it makes me sad that the sexual shame arc and also the completely lost confidence arc are both, again, female characters. Like, really? <laughs> um, I'm also, like, really proud of Rey and her realization because I feel like she has the most stacked up against her. I mean, she literally isn't really human. She was made in a lab for a purpose. There, She's expendable in the fact that there are multiples of her in a tank, and yet she's able to stand there and, like, face all of existence and say, I am my own person. I don't give a shit what you say. That's incredible and just, like, so beautiful. Um, and I was not expecting that to happen. I was honestly expecting her to just kind of keep asking those like talking in circle questions until everybody melted green green the color of something i love (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) um and so for her to be like no i am me because of my relationships with other people and my interactions and you can't tell me otherwise um and then oscar like leans into her fighting spirit which is like the thing that like pulls her by her Mm -hmm. bootstraps at the end of the day and the fact that she's able to say, like, I live for me and I'm affected by other people, but really it's okay. Um, so my last thing is with 
Shinji. And I kind of like, just like stay with me for a second. And it's about depression. I'm um, buckling up. So, Shin- huh? Oh, I said I'm buckling up and I said click. Sorry, <laughs> <go on. laughs> um, so I feel like this is probably an oversimplification, but I feel like Shinji piloting Unit 1 is symbolic of his own personal power to, and the power that we all have to create our own realities and that we choose the way we see ourselves and we choose our own actions. And so it's this thing where he's like just like naturally good at it, even though he shouldn't be. And it's, again, like the symbol of uh, he he tries to get everyone else to tell him what to do and, like, give him what he wants and not do anything for himself. And the sad truth of it is that you are, and this is specific with depression, is that nobody can really change that for you. There's nothing anybody can do without you to make it better. There's nothing anyone's ever going to say to pull you out of it. Like mm-hmm. it is like this horrible, sad, beautiful truth that you have to do it for yourself. Yeah. There's no magic combination of words. Another person can say to you where you're like, Oh, I'm not depressed anymore. Right. It, well, it's also yeah. not, po- I mean, it's also not just like you snap your fingers and realize, Oh, I just won't do it anymore. And that's kind of right. what he did at the end was like, he was like, what if I just don't be depressed anymore? And then the world shatters. Everybody's like, good job, Shinji, you did it. And well, it's I not that easy either. I don't, I don't feel like... Oh, go ahead. I don't feel like it was him being like, I just won't. It was him having the realization that he had a choice. Yeah. So it wasn't being like, fine, I'm just not depressed. He's like, I have, I have the power to work on this myself. I have the ability to choose to to try and and be something else or be more like he said know. i want to like myself he, he so, says yes he, he says doesn't maybe say i can love myself he doesn't say i love myself he yeah. says maybe my life can have value and then which doesn't mean like yeah like i'm not done being depressed anymore but saying he says i want to be myself i want to continue existing in this world um my life is worth living here which makes it feel like he's more or less taking like the first like i'm i don't even know maybe we. it's a catalytic moment and it's like it it is a decision that everyone has to make yeah Yeah, but have you ever have you ever gotten to like a a like revelation but then like the feeling still comes back i don't mean to be cynical and depressing but like I've had like false realizations before where I was like, oh, great. I, I think I finally fixed it. And then the next day I'm like, oh, uh, well, that didn't really, that didn't he's really not stick. Really like, it's more like he's basically because they set up the stakes earlier where if he can't find like a reason to exist, he's basically going to like lose his self-identity and effectively be dead in this sea of LCL. And it's basically... Not to put too fine a point on it, but it's basically like him choosing whether or not he's going to die. And at the end of it, he takes the first baby steps towards dealing with his depression by saying, then being like, well, this is it. Do you want to just fucking die and disappear? And he's like, no, I I don't actually. Which isn't him saying, and now I'm fixed. But I feel like it's like the first baby steps towards getting better. Which I don't know what that looks like when you're made out of uh, Tang. But And it's really hard to like conceptualize in a cartoon. Because I don't think that that is something that 
is uniform between person to person. Mm-hmm. Like, no, and it. So I, I struggle with this because I know, like, it's a little bit of it's like a a logical fallacy to like rely on your own experience or anecdotal evidence completely. But like, my experience with depression, the hardest part is realizing or when you don't have the education is um, realizing that that's what's happening to you and you're not like dumb or wrong or lazy or like there's nothing like inherently wrong with your personality and that you have a disorder. So it like the fact that he spends this entire series feeling like so powerless and so lost and then realizing, Oh shit, I actually can do something about this and try. Um, I'm like tearing up right now. I hope it doesn't like sound shitty. Um, that, that is like so real and it means so much to just even realize that you even have the ability to even try to change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I seriously feel like, like I, I felt like I deserved like a fucking standing ovation when I, I realized like what was happening to me. No, I, I 100% agree with you. I don't, I don't think it's him resolving his issues. I think it's him accepting that they exist and more or less like, he's basically choosing to live which is not him yeah but he's like because he's basically the whole show been like i i want to be dead i mean he even at one point does effectively die when he tangifies and he only comes back because of masato and he says i don't want everyone to die anymore which is a really rough thing to say out loud yeah um to vocalize that he secretly wished everyone in the world would just die, which we see in 26 because everyone's like, isn't this what you wanted? Like, right. It, this to happen like, to everybody. No. <laughs> well, it wasn't yeah, out of it, like hatred. It was out of like, he wants there to everything. be no obligations or responsibility ever again. Yeah. But it, it, it's still much darker to me to think like, he didn't think like, I wish I was dead. He was like, I wish everyone was dead. <laughs> Yeah. Which is way rougher. And I still like Shinji, but I think it's interesting that's the direction they took with it. Um, But I like, and I I think maybe Meg agrees, and I know you guys and almost everyone else don't, but this might be like top 10 anime episodes for me, 26 specifically. Damn. Um, ironically, like 23 through 25, uh, I think are the worst episodes of the whole show. <laughs> um, <laughs> So really, really like rough uh, and jarring because going into 26, I was like, I was like, I know I said I bet I like this, but I, I'm not enjoying this at all. And I thought 26 was like a very affecting 20 minutes of television. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to hijack your. No, your, it's OK. I have thing. a really hard time with like listicling. Um, so I'm not really I'd have to like take time and like. Mm-hmm lots of whiteboards and index cards and red yarn and a blank wall to figure out like what my top 10 anime episodes were. My <laughs> mind just like can't do those things. Um, Goku and Piccolo get their driver's license. That's amazing. I mean, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anywho. Uh, I think that was it. I, at the end of it, I really am mad about the whole just 
Gendo thing and the fact that he just like yeah. kind of goes away. Oh, one thing I did notice in 26 when Shinji's having his fever dream about like if he were in a sitcom, basically, um, it's all fairly well animated, actually. Even the parts that have like the copic marker uh, pieces have mm-hmm. a lot of moving parts, but even in his reality where he can create anything, he can't picture his parents' faces together like yui has her back to the camera and gendo is covered with the paper the Mm -hmm. whole time so like even in like the most untethered reality he can't truly imagine them as like a happy family which i thought was like really poignant and also very sad and pretty realistic too um that was very disjointed but no, I someone I else go. I talked a lot. I liked it. <laughs> Travis, uh, as the person you guys to watch this show. I'm just really glad s- that you guys decided to watch it. <laughs> it took me it took four you fi- years <laughs> to get you guys to watch it. So <laughs> how long have I you eight years <laughs> yeah. to get me to watch it? Well, I'm glad everyone did. And same goes to you, Dakota. I've known you a little bit less time, but I'm glad you sat down and enjoyed this with us. And well, I don't know. Enjoyed is a strong word. (laughs) I would say we did more than watch it. We dissected everything out of this. Yeah. And this was, I guess, my second anime after Dragon Ball Z because everyone who had a TV. (laughs) Everyone everyone who had a TV and and Toonami had Dragon Ball Z. But I've managed to eke this one out as my second one. And distinctly remember how affecting it was as a 16 year old there's a lot of things that are going on at that age i feel like for most people and (laughs) this this is a nice confusing jumble of uh i guess emotions to try and and take in and you know me being the person i was didn't really understand I don't know, 70% of the themes the first time around. It's just another cool robot show, you know, when you're when you're 16-year-old Travis. But, uh, you know, sitting through it and watching it is just, it, it was great. It's, it's totally different from almost every other anime. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I wish really I had I seen it when I was younger and could, like, see it as, like, in adolescence and as an adult. And I'm... Even though I don't have that experience, I am looking forward to rewatching it in like a while. Like I, even though I, I have mixed feelings on it now, and now that I know that like the plot kind of doesn't matter, I am interested to like ruminate on it and like revisit it down the road. Definitely go back in for a rewatch and pick up on the things that you maybe weren't necessarily paying attention to the first time. And it's got a lot more depth to it. And that that is like the there is the main frustrating thing of all of the storylines lead to nothing, and you can you can totally end those storylines with end of Evangelion, but it makes it so much more disappointing when you do. So I'd still strongly suggest not actually watching that. No, I don't think I will. I know the highlights of it, and they just like 
it it feels like somebody else got a hold of those characters almost. I It's kind of like the director's cuts. Like honestly, I feel, feel like they the majority of the character assassination, I don't know how much it differs in like the director's cuts of 21 through 24 from the main ones or from mainline, but it's like they expound on so many things that we don't care about and we don't want to see. So Right. <laughs> go butt. Yeah, that's not necessary. <laughs> But no, I'm um, glad you guys liked it. Or, well, I'm glad you guys watched it. <laughs> I'm glad I watched it. I was hoping, Cody. I figured you would like it because I knew you liked Near, and it does this have gives me. Vibes. It's so similar in terms of what it does to you while you're watching it, the mm-hmm. emotional reception mm-hmm. that you have to it. That's fair. And yeah, and I like that kind of media. Media. It's wacky. It's it's you know it can be deep. It can be serious. Mm-hmm. And. I don't know. I like that it doesn't need permission to stay, you know, vanilla. Right. It it definitely, I agree with you, Travis, that it never felt like a show that was like, how do we keep the ratings up? Like, I feel like they were like, no one's watching this. And they were like, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I tend to like art like that. I like that Me it's too, made, for, made for the person doing it or mm-hmm. made for a specific person in mind, you, not necessarily for mass reception. You and I yeah. have very similar music tastes, so I know that you... <laughs> <laughs> When you can listen to one song that's an hour and three minutes long, that's just one riff over and over again. <laughs> the, Come the find me. Dope smokers song. <laughs> yeah. Sleep. Yeah. Um, Dakota, I I feel like you've got a lot to say. Um, I mean, I have I have all these questions written down, but I'm realizing that all I mean, most of them don't matter. It's like very no, plot centric questions. Know them. Well, no, I mean, it's, I still, it's about, the like... The plot still irks me. Like, I still want answers, honestly. I would have liked them to... Now, yeah. you know how I felt at the end of Cowboy Bebop when I <laughs> when I got snippets of, like, you oh know, my God. this uh, also very entirely cool B-side of that anime. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're just, like, most of them are about the human instrumentality project. Like, wasn't Sele's goal also that? That, like Gendo and Sele both too. wanted that. Didn't so they? Gendo's goal was actually to bring back Yui at the expense of however many lives that it took and become How do God. We figure that out because yeah. this is a you fi- you figure that out in the End of Evangelion. Oh, okay. And so it doesn't. That's count. one of the. Well, it's it's one of the clearer points that they try to make is they do try to just extend his story and explain what he was doing. But like the end goal is the same, isn't it? And it's the it's the fusing of all people's consciousnesses, right? Kind of, but he's he wants all the people to cease to exist. He wants to trade all of their lives and all of you know humanity for his wife to come oh. back and for he him to be God. To, so, he wants to alchemy philosophers stone the world. Yeah, and okay. it's, it is lazy, and I don't you know. I mean, it's one of those like extremely it's a trope for mm-hmm. the jrpg villain to mm-hmm. become god and then the party goes and kills him so and then it's you like shoot him with a giant devil bullet in persona. yeah <laughs> and, then but, you go even I, and i think that that's something that they cut intentionally from the main series because they were like well, you know this does kind of fall in line with a typical trope right mm-hmm. and that also kind of leads in the next question which is why did genda want or need adam because it doesn't come up again at all he just because he wants to become embryo. God. He wants to become all-powerful. So he wanted to become like a Kauru, like an angel-human hybrid? Uh, I don't know. I guess, yeah. That's that's probably 
right. I think that he just wanted enough power to bring Yui back. And because mm-hmm. in, in the movie, he like continually says, you know, not much longer. You like, you know, typical. They really uh, lay it on thick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's kind of like the Shinzi <laughs> saying, this is my childhood friend over and over again. It's like, come on, give this guy some other line. But so what happened isn't what he wanted then because she didn't no. come back. Yeah. Did he, well, I thought that he was this omnipotent, omniscient person who had the Dead Sea Scrolls and knew everything that was going to happen. Did everything just like, right. go, to, go so, to poop? So I have I a hard time with... So we keep going back and forth between whether or not we're going to count End of Evangelion as part that's of why this. that's why it's wrong don't watch it because then it becomes your frame <laughs> of reference for the ending and everything yeah. piggybacks yeah. onto it so and just I mean, like, don't he, watch it hideki Anno himself has said like that it's not there is no ending to evangelion like they're all like versions of what could be so i feel like for our purposes we specifically set out to watch the original series without any of the other things. So I feel like I I super take umbrage with the idea that Gendo wanted to bring Yui back because that just like comes out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. It seriously I mean, like he he had everything planned. I don't understand why it it literally makes no sense to me. Because I, he basically is the one that killed her in the first place. I really feel like he just was using her. For, like, I think she created this technology on accident. And he's kind of like a religious fanatic in a way with his Dead Sea Scrolls and shit. And I think he really, like, he keeps talking about, like, bringing humanity to its next genesis. Like, he says that even while she's still alive. So... I feel like his intention from the very beginning was to re like, and he talks about like, oh, how we've created this disgusting, decaying Eden because humans fundamentally are empty. And so it makes so much more sense plot and character wise for him to have wanted to merge everyone melted back down into the primordial soup to start again. Mm -hmm. Then to bring Yui back because there's not even like there's no like plan as to like how that would even work and I feel like her her research yeah, the, was the for this the, her, her research was for this project anyway so when he's like Yui we are so close when he's like looking at unit one it makes sense that she would have like been on, in on this because she kind of drank the Kool-Aid earlier too Base- it basically feels like after episode 20, there was no narrative cohesion or logic to what was happening. Yeah. It, it felt like they just wanted to get to the part where everyone melted into goo together. Which... I just feel like that was his plan from the beginning. Um, I think it's totally plausible because it doesn't delve too much into his motivations. We always get the blanketed Dead Sea Scrolls predicted this slash staring broodingly from a desk without actually saying anything. So. <laughs> or just like all of nice. his like, l- again, like lamenting how awful people are and how he's going to bring about the new, the, you know, the next coming or whatever. Yeah. The, the one, the, the real nail in the coffin with all of this is that one of the very last lines is Shinji saying, thank you, father. Like literally talking about, I assume literally talking about Gendo. 
And that's just like the biggest, I don't know, the biggest 180 because. Wait, shouldn't you say that? Yeah, he's like, thank you, father. Goodbye, mother. And then whatever. No, Did they voice that in the Netflix one? Yeah. Is it his Did voice? Oh, that does not. That's wow. wrong. Okay. That's, the original it's... is the title cards. It's not voiced. It's the nameless, voiceless It's Hideki person. Ano writing it's Hideki it. An- that's, that was going to be my thing is I think these last two episodes, all of the black cards with white text yeah. are Hideki Anno asking these questions of his characters and of himself. Yeah, in the in the version we watched, he does not Shinji does not voice the uh That's so t- jarring to me. Yeah, to think that, about. that completely, <laughs> completely changes the intention of the episode. Do you mean do you mean like in real life it's that or like in the show it's supposed to be that? Like Hidekiano is there. It's it's a that well, seems plausible so to me. Like, yeah, everything I think gets it's, too he's meta. the narrator slash. You know, he yeah. It makes sense that he would be asking his question, his characters those questions. The, I can't. If they had Shinji voice any of those texts, I would be so concerned because I would not. It wouldn't make any sense. It does. Well, now no, I'm, now I think I might be wrong or something. But that I mean no, that's what I, I remember. That sounds I like a like, change they would make. That sounds like another like dumbass <laughs> thing that guy would have done. So, um, but my I main. I feel like. Go ahead. Oh jeez. Oh, um, uh, I feel like basically, any any time they're like this seems ambiguous in the Netflix dub, they tried to do something to make it less ambiguous. <laughs> Which I think it's still pretty, I think it's still pretty similar. Uh, I mean, it does still suck compared to the original, but I, I don't know. It's. Like, I watch it with the subtitles on, so the subtitles are sometimes different from what the people are actually saying. So I get kind of both mm-hmm. sides, I feel like. But there's um, still, like, his gripe... translation. Yeah. Oh. So. I guess so. Uh, yeah. My main gripe with the episode, and I guess the show in general, is that it really, really hits you over the head with making you think about these, like, these like uh, personal journeys. Mm-hmm. It's like forcing you to think about this stuff for yourself. And there's mm-hmm. no finesse to it or anything. It's just, like a constant hour of hey what about this have you ever thought about this you should think very ham-fisted yeah and like i i get it and it makes me not want to think about that stuff because like i i I feel like i did all that already when i was a teenager myself and so i'm i'm watching all of this like yep i I feel like you missed the critical development period of watching evangelion when you're 15 or 16 like i did yeah (laughs) yeah i feel like i'm i feel like i'm past that and it just seems kind of small to me now i guess not that it's um, not that I'm not that I'm like discrediting people who do ha- like have that kind of journey while watching this, but for me it was like not enjoyable. I I fell asleep three times while watching this, partly because I was tired, <laughs> but part I mean I felt like I was in a fever dream watching it. I had to rewind like five times to catch everything. Well, so I, uh, I don't feel like the journey of I don't know if I want to be alive or not is something you resolve by the time you're. 15 i feel like if that's something you're dealing with that's like a lifelong thing yeah, yeah. but like and i feel but like, like it's deciding, a lot more about that well like deciding that you control you know your own life and you you have to create your own meaning and i mean you can you can figure that out but you still have to deal with it and i i don't know it's just like a very a very very like not reductive but like expand like you're expanding it into like the size of a, a universe thinking about this one concept and it's important, but it's it, yeah. Why it not? just it was so so repetitive. I why not what? I mean, why not like make that like a twenty minute thing? 
I'd rather have 20 minutes about that than 20 minutes about how they're going to like blow up a big robot. But I, I just I guess, get bored by it, I guess. I guess that's I the have, thing for me is like I get bored like watching, watching an, another vanilla fight that yeah, you've already seen say, last I, like, episode. I swear to fucking God, if I have to watch another anime where a character doesn't attack and then they explain why they're doing the attack while the villain goes, oh, no, my attack didn't work. I'm going to like stop watching anime forever because i feel like um so basically next time i watch demon slayer i'm done guys sorry i was gonna say uh, if you watch mha ever again you're, you're done yeah like it's i find a lot of anime to be very repetitive and like reductive and redundant so i guess like this is the one time where i was like oh it's cool that they're really zeroing in on this one thing but i mean i i, I watch things to have a good time and i feel like you don't a lot of the time <laughs> i don't <laughs> like, feel like even gillian's a show you go to to have a good time though it's well it's no definitely, definitely not <laughs> that's and um, that's why I'm, i that's why i like i just like don't like the series overall i guess mm-hmm. i don't like where that's it ended fair. or anything i i think that i don't think i did either the first time like i'm pretty sure i was it was one of those things where it's like i have to finish it and then I did, and I was like, well, now I need to watch it again, but I'm not going to like it. But I also, this is also my favorite anime, and everyone should watch it. <laughs> I have a very it's, complicated feeling about this I've been show. trying to yeah. get people to play Nier forever, and for some reason I think I can sell to people. I'm like, at the end, the two protagonists stab each other, and they bleed to death. <laughs> that's... That, Several minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another. That's a game that I really enjoyed, but I can't bring myself to play it again because the first opening sequence is so depressing. Like I just, ugh, you I don't guys put myself through it. You guys constantly try to sell this game to me, and you're going the exact opposite direction. But that's <laughs> what, what I, I need like. To hear. I want. I guess I. This sounds. There's no way to say it. And not make it sound like I'm being snooty, but like I like. You know, I like popcorn shows. I like Marvel movies that don't really make me think about anything or like watching an episode of Queer Eye because it makes me feel good. But I like shows that are like in or games or books or anything. They're like intentionally really challenging to get through. Um, I mean, there are ways if you, to if do... you don't like if you don't Go like ahead. stuff like that, then. Well, no, I do. There there are ways to show those kinds of things. It's just maybe I don't want to see that in a cartoon. Maybe that's my big hang-up is that but I like watching... But not cartoons. Like, I think this is a thing we keep saying, and it's from our Western standpoint, and I think this is me coming off of something that someone said in a group chat today, but, like, this aired on a network that wasn't, like, a Nickelodeon. Like, for us, we think of cartoons as just being for children and handling very childlike themes whereas like anime is just like on networks on prime time it's just another medium it's just another art form so you're gonna find shit like grave of the fireflies or fucking akira which is a classic and will like give you nightmares and talks about drug use and gang violence it runs the gamut. It's you can't view it through the lens of the same thing you see when you're talking about like Adventure Time. Yeah, but it's like hard to relate to because the they're, the the way the vehicle they use to to send these messages is like abstract because for some reason they can't show just like people struggling in a a real human way. They have to like not that I don't like the way they do it sometimes. It's just they have to like extrapolate it into something else. So I would guess you like it like, better if like Shinji were just like struggling with deciding what his like college major was going to be instead of no it's like i mean like if it like 
I'm trying to think of a, a good example. Like I want to see something where it's like human struggles in a relatable way. And I know that's not the whole point of Evangelion, but like a show like um, Breaking Bad or something where like a, a person is a bad person, but it, they think they're doing good. And like it's just this whole range of emotions and it's just like a regular human person doing regular human stuff. Do you know what I mean? Well, and I, but I mean, like we can watch like a slice you, of life for like a sports anime or something. But I mean, I don't I feel like the show. The concept of the show is that people are piloting armored flesh golems to fight angels sent from God who wants to destroy <laughs> the planet. Yeah, that's so wild. by the very nature of the concept of the show, you can't really have it like be grounded. But I feel like. But I feel like, I feel like saying shows that, like, that are like. I feel like saying that shows that have fantastical concepts can't, like, deal with characters having very human emotions is, like, boring. Like, I watched The Ozarks. That shit fucking sucks. Uh, it's the most, like, boring white, white I don't think man. I could watch that. What, it's, have, did you ever watch Breaking Bad and want it to be less subtle? Like, it... Ugh. It's very much like white man, str- white adult, forty-year-old man struggles with doing bad thing for family, for a show. Which, at least Breaking Bad had the decency to have Walt say that he's a piece of shit, and at the end of the day, he did the stuff he wanted to do because he liked doing it, and he's an asshole. Um, which I that was his whole character development. Yeah, and I, it was yeah. like weirded me out. The people were like, like. I was sad when Walt died, and I was like, why? He's awful. <laughs> like, people idolize him and stuff. Yeah. You, you gotta yeah. love Walt Blood. This is, like, straying from our, our anime, but it's a, <laughs> it's an important tangent. I liked watching Walt get his full character development, and then by the end of it, it's like, he's grown into this massive repulsive monster, and yeah. it's, it's just the whole... You look back, and you're like, oh, shit. That whole show was his descent into madness, and how yeah. you start to sympathize with him, but then you kind of start to pull it back after he starts progressively getting worse and worse. I but, have I I I won't get super into it because I could go off on a tangent and I think this is literally the biggest argument Cody and I have ever had oh, in our I relationship. <laughs> I do not like Breaking Bad. The only part that I thought was Podcast compelling canceled. was the character of Gustavo. <laughs> what about Mike? I liked him a lot too. I don't give a shit. Wow. <laughs> Wait, you liked I, you liked Gustavo? I, he's, yeah. a, he's an incredible amazing villain he's so fucking good i love i i loved <laughs> to hate him he was deplorable it was awesome yeah breaking um, bad had good villains uh maybe that's no, why i liked it so much because yeah. i love doesn't villains. have good villains it doesn't it really doesn't angels don't count again Gendo gendo's not a good villain yeah and gendo's it's, not a compelling he's guy. not and he's like all-knowing, and I really am mad that I don't get to see what happens to him. We could have at least watched him melt. <laughs> no, I would have really enjoyed to hear a chorus of people attack him in the way that Misato was attacked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I honestly I think, think he, he has, wins. He has no doubt and thing. no shame, so he probably has no illusions of self-loathing. Mm-hmm. He should. But he does. For all the evil he's, he's done. I'm pretty sure he like steps into the LCL and just dissolves into it, and that's the end. 
So are we Actually, supposed I to think be Ray takes him on? I don't know. Are we supposed to see him as like an anti-hero or are we supposed to hate him? No, because he's a we all do. We're he's like 1000% evil diabolical scheme. Unless you think melting everyone into a single consciousness against their consent is like arguably something that's good that should happen i don't know how you would view him as well no i mean i might have tried as... to play it up in the beginning like as Gil- <laughs> as gendo not being a villain just because I, I i don't know i might have just been screwing to see if you'd fall for the bait which nobody did <laughs> well, I, I was mean, really confused. i thought you thought that gendo wasn't that bad so yes, that's what i thought too when no Shinji's i tried like... to play up every main character like even like i don't know I knew I knew how everything was going to end up, but I kept on asking about how you felt way prematurely for certain characters that I knew you would come to hate, and it's like, oh, okay. So, sorry, I have I have one thing, um, and it's the thing I liked most about this show. Honestly, I was talking to Meg about this. Is it shows people like Shinji who are a little bit cowardly and aren't good at talking to people, or people like Asuka who. Or just, like, a bully, to be honest, and push people away, and then get upset when they leave. Or Rei, who, like, is sometimes barely able to be a person. Or Masato, who can't meet our... Excuse me. Can't meet our, like, unfair ideals for what a woman should be. Like, she should be hot, but not too hot, or she's a slut. And she should be able to take care of children. But she shouldn't want to spend time with children that much, or else it's creepy. Especially if they're not hers, but she should be ready to take care of other people's kids. Like she, like she can't win. And yeah. but the show takes all these people who have like these really deep problems, and it goes, like it goes, like you should feel bad for these people. Like even though they have really like unappealing character traits that normally everyone would not be in the show is deeply flawed. Even yeah, the but it says but at the end of the day, ways. Yeah, yeah, it says like, and you should like care about this person and. Even despite that, instead of being like, does that make sense? Like, I I appreciate that it shows empathy to characters who normally would like, I mean, normally the kind of cowardly character is like, life is messy and life is messy and you should learn to accept yourself. That's really, I think, what the the genuine message of this anime is. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. the last episode is called Take Care of Yourself. Um, Which is so much more... It, for all of his like giant middle finger fuck yous he does to the audience eventually, that's such a kinder send off than you're gonna carry that weight. I hated that one. <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought I you like guys the... were gonna make me feel happy at the end of that. <laughs> not not even a little bit. I feel like a lot of people say fuck you at that one when it pops I'm up. I'm still yeah. mad about the last episode of Cowboy Bebop. I, I do feel like Hidekiano just like put his his hand on the top of my head and, and just went like there, there. <laughs> That is not how I interpreted take care of yourself at all. It seemed like he was just talking to himself because you guys even said he made this this like ending for himself. It totally could be a completely narcissistic like it totally could be. I mean, I, I choose to perceive it in a but different I way. But I very much like empathize and and with like this journey he went through. And so I don't know, I, you know, even if he was just talking to himself, I appreciate it. <laughs> like I, I can feel it because there's a, you know, part of me that I, I see in, in that entire experience of that he had as well. So I don't really give a shit how we got here. It, you know, it's like one of those things, like once you make your art and you, you put it out in the world, it's, it's, um, 
the quote from Bobby Hundreds from his book, This Is Not a T-Shirt, but like once you make your art and you put it out in the world, you've surrendered it for everybody to put their own interpretations and their own yeah. meanings on it. Like Unless you're J.K. Rowling. That's out of your <laughs> control. So, um, yeah. yeah like you I don't can't think it really people, matters. Like you can't tell people, no, that's not what I wanted you to get from it because it, yeah. it doesn't matter. That's what they get yeah. from it. Yeah. I think he had to, that moment and then he decided to make interview McGill and he's like, you know what? <laughs> Screw everyone who sent me mail. I was well, if somebody showed up to like my office building and in spray paint wrote on my building, kill yourself, I would probably also get a little persnickety. Well, I think we even talked about that in Cowboy Bebop, where it's like people will do this thing where you're like, Oh, here's what I feel like the scene was, and they're like, actually, I went to the wiki. And in an interview three years ago, the director said, well, I don't give a shit. That's what I think happened. I don't really care what the author has to say. Like, and yeah. Not that I can't, you know, the author put their work into it. I'm not going to, like, get crazy with it and be like, Shinji was an airplane the whole time. Because uh, that's what I think would be cool. As <laughs> if Shinji was in the car. I think Evangelion and cars take place in the same universe. <laughs> After they all melted into LCL, they all turned into the cars from Cars. <laughs> I do like Steve McCoy. Queen. <laughs> or Lightning McQueen. That's Gendo. I really like the open-endedness of this ending, but it is so frustrating again. Oh, definitely. Like Cowboy Bebop that you I, don't get some of like the, the clear answers that you if, want. If I hadn't had uh, 15 years of being online and hearing people talk about how unsatisfying this ending is, I probably would have hated it. But I went into it knowing that narrative questions were not going to be resolved. So Going I in just, blind is hard because you yeah, do get which I did it, not. You, you get this massive disappointment. And I think being 16 and very immature when I watched it, I I don't know. It, so, it was just a very complicated Travis, series. do you feel like it's grown on you with our rewatch now that we're all in our I age, think it's, adult ages? It, it stays the same, <laughs> mostly. It's, it's mm-hmm. one of those, like, you know, it, it's my gold standard anime. I want everybody to see it and just so we can talk about it. And, and I don't know. I like hearing people's opinions on it. And it's so, so out there mm-hmm. that I don't know if I'll ever have another anime that's, like... It gets you that like affects that. me. Yeah, it, it doesn't. It won't affect me in the same way because I'm not. I'm not at that prime age anymore. And now I just like watching, you know, Deku kick people. <laughs> hey, sometimes he punches. <laughs> but I feel. I feel like it's one of those things that uh, um, is enriched by its struggle in history. Kind of like uh, PT. Like PT was a like the scariest game demo I've ever played. But I don't think it would stick with us as much if it had turned into a game that had come out and like was good or you could still download the demo or whatever. It's like, it becomes this monster when you hear about like, Oh, they were on this one network and then they're like, nobody's watching this. They get kicked off. They get their budget slashed. They get put on an adult centered channel at episode 16. Hideki reads a book and realizes he has clinical depression (laughs) and then completely changes the ending he had in mind. Like, Knowing all of that, um, it's kind of the same with with what happened with Cowboy Bebop, where I'm I am torn between wanting to include that in my experience of the series when I talk about it, but also the fact that you shouldn't have to know like lore backstory of studios to understand a series. Right. Um, but I think it has become it 
and its creator have become such like a cultural touchstone and a phenomenon that they are just like so intrinsically entwined no matter what like you're eventually going to get there it's so. crazy that this is a 6 billion dollar franchise like i would have never guessed considering how the much it's struggled to just get made yeah and it, it was so got unfinished yeah. and people loved it so i think and that's really cool mhm i just want to say like uh to to Dakota specifically like I if you don't like it you don't like it and that's cool and I'm not like mad if you don't like it or didn't enjoy mm-hmm. I like the that you don't like it because it's yeah. not the same at like, the very least I feel like we're having a much more lively conversation than we did Athena Cowboy yeah. Bebop where everyone's kind of goes like well that was I sad. like I, think we're I like also, at the end of Cowboy I also didn't like that at first yeah I, and I'm wondering how you'll feel because you you went from like Wow, that really got built up, and I don't know how I feel about it. To like, then like six months later, you said it was a masterpiece. And I was like, <laughs> wow, <laughs> that really grew on you after you watched it. Well, I'm looking well, at I... this as a whole, and like the music doesn't do anything for me. The characters are fine. The whole plot just completely crumbles and becomes something else, and it mm-hmm. just like completely tainted the whole thing for me. So even I, I feel like even in a few you know weeks or months, I'm gonna look at this and be like, well, that was a show that I watched. And that's you don't think you're going to be like, you know what? That was a masterpiece. <laughs> like, I can't fathom watching a single episode of this again. And I, I, I hate <laughs> saying that because I, I don't take people telling telling me that the, uh, something I like isn't good. <laughs> so, like, I well, hate saying I'm it sad. to other people. I hope you don't feel like your time was wasted. I enjoy no. that you. I like appreciate that you watched it, but I also like that this is how you feel about it because. Mm-hmm. It's so rare for me in conversation. I've talked to maybe, I don't know, three people in real life and who've, who've watched it and they love it. Mm-hmm. So I think well, it's cool that I found somebody who doesn't, who like aggressively does not <laughs> like it. I, yeah, I, I, think I, cool. I didn't want to make like an echo chamber where I was like, oh yeah, we all like it. It was great. Blah, blah, no, blah. Was not... no, please, please <laughs> tell us why. I mean, that, I'm glad you're telling us why you don't like it. Cause it's like your, your opinion is very valid in this series because oh, it's it's so open like mm-hmm. yeah i don't think anyone's in particularly right and i have my own views and everyone has their own views so and i think that's one of the coolest things about it is that you know it's it's such a a blank slate for what the intent is mm-hmm. and i think you know i didn't like a significant chunk of it it's not like i'm gushing over it i found this episode i found episode 26 in particular to be a really good episode of television I think there's some really high lot. Yeah, it's very high. A couple of very high highs and some cavernously low lows. <laughs> that I was like, I don't like. There was a couple times where I was like, I don't know if I can get through this show. <laughs> I and think I, it, it has. Yeah. It, I was glad I watched it. It has but, enough substance to take you to wherever it, you feel like you should go. If that makes mm-hmm. sense, that's a very meta thing for me to say. No, it's I get a weird saying. saying it. No, but totally. yeah, it's like if you're if you're like trying to process something. And you're watching Shinji in his little folding chair with his head down in the dark. Like, I don't know. That evokes something in me where it's like, I think about my emotions whenever I see Shinji doing uh-huh. that. Yeah. And I, I think it was a really interesting experience. And I feel like really lucky I got to experience it in this way with you guys and oh. getting to like disseminate each episode after we watch it was really fascinating. And I like. I liked in the moment it being brain teasers, but then the fact that there's no answer like 
kind of pissed me off, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and Watching Evangelion sometimes felt like playing a, a crossword puzzle where there, there was no actual answer. Yeah, I... <laughs> I love telling everyone that, just wait, there's more. It's not what you want it to be, but it there's more. Yeah. Oh, are they going to explain it? No, but there's more. <laughs> yes. Um, so, no, I, I would not place it in one of my faves. I think it's interesting as a piece of like history and media and I do specifically appreciate Shinji's journey um with his like self-realization that he could possibly maybe learn to like himself and that's such like a a strange nebulous very dark concept that we don't really get to see in stories so I appreciate that it doesn't super make up for everything else I had to go through to get to this point. <laughs> yeah, um, that's fair. <laughs> and and I still feel like a little bit betrayed from all oh, of definitely. it. But like the craziness by the end with like the the drawn cells and the like photographs and there's like some actual like um, like sixteen bit art. Um, in like 25 as well. No, in 26. Like the ocean goes from being like regular oh, cells yeah. of animation mm-hmm. to being like 16 bit to being like marker and pencil, which is really cool. But again, like there were there were also 25 episodes before that. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I I'm. It's difficult because we're talking about the end and how like weird and creative it was at the same time as trying to talk about the rest of the series. So yeah, I <laughs> I I, I yeah. have a point I want to bring up, but it, I feel like whenever I, I bring up a point in the main plot, I feel like we're moving backwards from this from this, you know, like meta discussion. No, but like cuz I'm out of stuff. The the one the one relationship that I want to point out that I hate the way it ended was Misato and Ritsuko because yes, I know, thank you. I know kind of the whole series they were kind of butting heads, but there was such a good opportunity for them to like come together, mm-hmm. and this kind of falls under the uh, under the, the, the Gendo umbrella. Um, but like there was such there was such potential there for them to like become allies and friends because they were like they were like the only you know links to reality they had in Nerve basically. And mm-hmm. they just completely, you know, attacked each other and tore each other down, basically mm-hmm. to to the benefit of Gendo, which was a huge and it, it's the same conversation. It's just a huge slap in the face. And, you know, the end with like Misato being shamed for having, you know, sexual desires and Rizuko collapsing because Gendo didn't like her anymore. It's just like they could have they could have used each other and they didn't. Mm-hmm. And I know mm-hmm. that was maybe part of the point, but I don't like it. No, my hot take is that Masato can make better friends than Ritsuko. Well, but there's also this thing where, like, there aren't, like, if you just look at the landscape of, like, series, like, not even just anime, but, like, stories in general in any medium, female relationships are few and far to find. Usually what happens is they devolve into, like, catty, cat scratch, rare thing, which it was very disappointing to see these two very intelligent, strong, capable women that actually complemented each other very well. And for them to work together so much throughout the series and then to just fall apart. And it felt like kind of cool at the time for Misato to say like, so your benevolence is just as fake as our friendship. But then when you think back on it, it's like, so 
it's the same thing that's happened to every other female character where they just go, oh, all that cool shit? Actually, no. Yeah, they just they talk by the wayside. all the time. Yeah. And, so, and, and, like for the, and for the purpose that it was for, it's just it makes it even worse. Mm-hmm. There was no grand payoff or anything, um, but no. yeah, I thought that 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 relationship really bugged me. And there's plenty more, yeah, I agree. but that's the ultimate kicker. Is like there's really not much other satisfying other than Shinji reaching his self actualization. Pretty much everything else is is just not abruptly good. cut off. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. even like Ray and Oscar, that sucks. Like why why. <laughs> Yeah, Why? just like, it reminds me of the photo of Hideki Anno, like sitting in his chair and he's looking at a camera that's really far away and he's just got this huge shitty grin on his face of like, oh, this is what he's thinking about. <laughs> he, did, he did this to me. Because <laughs> like yeah, Asuka's whole thing was that she like buried this, the, the trauma she experienced mm-hmm. and never dealt with it. Mm-hmm. And then at the end in, in 26 or 20, whatever, 25 or 26, she realized she had to deal with it, and then that was it. She didn't actually get to do it like Shinji did. And I feel like she's as much of a main character as Shinji is. Definitely. And like I know there's yeah. not time to to go through all that with each character, and, I, and it might get repetitive, but still, I mean, I cared Maybe about more than just Shinji. it's a little bit Shinji. of an excuse, actually, too. Actually, yeah, I don't even like Shinji in the end. Is that a hot take? No, no, most people don't. Most nah. people don't. I think I'm actually in the minority of, of liking Shinji. I, I think Shinji he, he just frustrates me. He's not a bad character. He is kind of What does he frustrate you about? I'm just curious. It's it's the indecisiveness and like weakness and cowardliness and like needing to be guided to everything, which is a very... I like that at the end, how he kind of comes to a point, but yeah. there are some times where I just get frustrated with some of the decisions he makes throughout the series, not necessarily like right. at the end. There's I mean, just hmm. minor things, really, and it's yeah. like enough to where I just go, okay, this is a really boring main protagonist. Right, but it's like realistic because he's a, a 14-year-old, and like mm-hmm. all the stuff that he does and thinks makes oh, sense, yeah. it's just very frustrating. Yeah. yeah, but I don't. I think like his whole thing is he has a dad that has literally planned out the rest of human existence, and everything has always been dictated to him. So I feel like it's I a mean, huge I think character he's a com- arc figuring out how to make decisions and think for yourself. He's a completely justified character. I just don't like him that much. Right. I mean, even when he was living away from Gendo with his teacher, he was just like a shell of a person. He barely did anything. Is what he he even said. He was he lived yeah. a very boring, peaceful life, and that's like, I don't know, so so sad and bland. Yeah, well, depression person. will also do that to you. <laughs> it I, makes I, that you must a be super husk deep, of a person. <laughs> super deep depression if he was like that since he was like four or however old he was. I mean, yeah. If I watched my mom get dissolved by a giant robot, I would probably, probably be fucked up. Carry that team. around with me for yeah. a little while. <laughs> I guess so. Also, um, if my dad literally, I mean, you know, if, I, if Shinji's dad was my dad, that would be rough. I mean, if I got like, moved to, if I decided, or if I had to be a pilot to, for robots to save the world, you, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I, he, he, he carries a very heavy burden. I, uh, I've joked about before, but like, I was such a quiet and withdrawn kid that I got like taken to the doctor because they thought something was wrong with me. So (laughs) kids like that, I'm serious. Like kids like that definitely exist. And I was one of those kids. Like I just sat in my class. I didn't talk to anyone. I went home. I did enough of my homework to get a C. Like, yeah, I don't know. Kids can, you can end up like that at a pretty young age. Um, 
it yeah, it's not like yeah, young children can't feel yeah. depression, but um I d- well, before I go any further, does anyone else have anything that they want to talk about? Uh, I feel like that we've I done a better job talking about it than we did with Cowboy Bebop. We're very thorough. Yeah, for sure. I don't think there's anything really right now. Um, I don't know. I, I like that. I think that we could like literally sit here until the sun comes up talking oh, yeah. about it. That was the whole reason why I wanted everyone to watch it because this one, you can talk about it and talk about it. And yeah. Talk about it. Okay, Travis, do you want to do your announcement? Well, we have some, I guess, unfortunate news. Uh, this is my final episode uh, being on the podcast. I have really enjoyed my time here and working on this very cool project where me and my best buds talk about anime. And unfortunately, I have gotten really busy in my personal life, so I'm going to have to step away from it. But I will always be here listening and cheering everyone on because I believe in this production and you guys do such a great job at it and you work so hard. So I will always be there to cheer you on. And who knows, I may be popping back in every now and then. Thank you you so much for allowing me to be part of this. It's been very fun. You rock. I mean, you you peaked and so you're going out on top. (laughs) You got two. Yeah, you, that's you got, you got three We're people actually to kicking watch you Evangelion off. and look what it did to us. <laughs> that's three more than I ever have in my entire life. So there there you this go. was your goal. This was your whole plan, wasn't it? Sometimes you just got to join a podcast to get your friends to watch the one. <laughs> <laughs> no, Not just, just join, kidding. but create. <laughs> you're a, you're an well, original founder. You're a day one. As they I say. am humbled and I am I am happy to be a small part of amazing production and I wish you the absolute best and I, I know you. that it will be amazing going forward. And thank you to Meg for doing 80% of the work. <laughs> yeah, that's the unspoken part of this is how much extra you know processing this goes through. It's super easy to talk. It's not easy to fix the talking and the... I'm great at sharing my bad opinions. And I guess <laughs> to cut around all the parts where I sneeze and fart. And, uh, <laughs> and the mouth sounds and the... the and my the monitor completely cracking. falls over in the middle of a sentence, which happened earlier. <laughs> um, but yeah, Travis, we'll miss you. But if there's ever a mini-sode or anything you want to hop back in on, we would love to have you. Awesome. If you guys ever want to talk about the the new workout dumbbell anime, hit me up. Oh, yeah. I mean, you already know I do. <laughs> we and I bet. have had conversations at length about all two episodes. Honestly, we could talk about those for probably the, the same amount of time as we have uh, this episode. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Um, but no, I mean, like we're we'll probably like watch the uh, the new My Hero Academia movie coming out. That exists, right? Yeah, yes. like well, yeah. we can all watch that and then recap it, and so yeah, I don't think that people will lack your voice, you know, too much. You'll I'll be, be with you in spirit <laughs> and in body, and when I when we all merge into one goop, goo. and in your comments on Instagram, finally, uh, and in my <laughs> dreams and <in> my DMs, <laughs> <laughs> always there. <laughs> um. Shout out to me for the use of the theme song. Um, <laughs> I yeah, made for it. Real. Mm-hmm. Every time I hear it, it, uh, it chills me out. And also the the, the intermission music 
also very good. Thank you. Um, Meg, do you want me to run through what our kind of plans are for our timeline post-season two, or do you want to do it? No, go ahead. Okay, so um, we will be taking a hiatus after season two to kind of restructure a little bit and kind of figure out where we want to go from here, uh, figure out what we want to do for season three. That could be anywhere from two to four weeks of a hiatus, um, just giving ourselves a break. This has obviously been a draining series to cover. Um, we'll actually tell you how long it's going to be on uh, Instagram and Twitter, too, so it's not going to be, like, indefinite or whatever. Right. You'll know. You'll know dates, I promise. But, yeah, we're, we're going to take some time off. And when we come back, just like we did with season one, we'll probably do, what would you guys say, anywhere from three to four minisodes. Just kind of some light, airy stuff to keep us kind of like, kind of yeah. like get get the groove going back and get a little variety. Hell at yeah. which point, uh, during, during that, at some point, we will announce our season three show, which I genuinely have no idea what we're going to watch. I've heard <laughs> good things about a show called March Comes Like a Lion. But uh, I don't know if we want to do that, or there's this really cool show called Dragon Ball GT um, <laughs> that I've heard is really big. I'm going to cut Bye. your mic. <laughs> um, also, look forward to us. Uh, My Hero Academia starts back soon, and we will definitely be doing something with that. Probably not full-length episodes, because we love to talk for anywhere from two to three hours straight. <laughs> and I honestly don't know how to talk about an individual episode of My Hero Academia for longer than two minutes, but uh, we'll figure it out. We can make it happen, trust me. Um, just gonna be me yelling my ships. Uh, Momo and Jiro, that's one. That's my uh, favorite. Uh, Mineta and Woodchipper, that's a really popular <laughs> one. Uh, that's it. For me, um... Yeah, we we have a we will actually start reading emails that we get soon. Probably starting when we come back from these minisodes. We've just been so busy going through these Ava episodes that we we just haven't had time to get to them. But we read every email you send. We promise, and we are excited to start reading them on air. We have a little bit of a backlog. We'll we'll get to it soon. Um, if you have an email, you can send it to myownworstanime at gmail.com um, if you want to see really good anime memes you can check us out on Instagram at uh, magazine MOWA podcast uh huh if you want to see bad anime memes you can go to our Twitter <laughs> or our shit post um, if you and if you want to leave us a review on iTunes or subscribe to us or tell a friend it would mean the world to us uh we have tripled our listener base from season one to season two, which is very exciting for us, but we kind of plan on going nowhere but up. So anything you can do, you know, get on the ground floor. You should leave a review while there's still enough time for us <laughs> to individually call you out on a review. Because once they start flooding in those five stars, we're not going to have time to be like, thanks, Bridget from Arkansas. Like, but now we could. So yeah. Uh, so thank you, so Bridget, thanks, Bridget from, from Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah, thanks, Bridget from <laughs> Arkansas. And also, I can feel who the fuck is Bridget. <laughs> uh, thank you to all of our listeners who have subscribed. The people who actually came out and met us in person—that's pretty wild. At uh, at our lo- a local convention here, RobCon. And uh, does anyone else have anything? I think it's it's I think it's time to say bye to Evangelion. 
All right. Uh, so until next time, take care of yourself. Oh, this is this is nice. I, this is the end. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? Am I? Um, oh, here's the song. Oh, good. Um, some things that are still unresolved here, guys. How, how do I get home? <laughs> was Ray my my mom or the clone? Or, hell, is this all in my mind? What's Ava? Is that sort of a Freudian thing or um, am I real? Oh, I'm real here. I mean, I'd like to go home now, but um, oh god, where's home? Okay, okay, okay. I mustn't run away. I mustn't run. Okay, I got that. Good. Okay. Now, if I were to run away, let's analyze that. What the fuck would I do? I'm on a big blue ball. Uh, is this how you end the series? I mean, is this where we go from here? Okay, the movie better sure as hell make up for this. I'm telling you right now, because I'm stuck nowhere. Oh no, nobody tell him. Thanks, Spike.